Welcome back to the RC Scrap Bob Podcast. Today's guest is Thomas Whelan from Legend Hobby. How's it going, Thomas? Hey, it's going great down here in Texas. How are you guys doing? Doing good, man. A lot doing better good. than we have been. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Warmed up a little bit. Yes. Pretty crazy weather we're having, man. We went from uh, about one degree. It was like one degree below, I think, with a wind chill, which wasn't as cold as you guys got, but it was pretty cold for us down here. And it, it hovered right in the low low teens for several days and uh finally now it's like 60 degrees and beautiful outside the snow is gone the ice is gone and we're getting back to normal so yeah, we're happy that. we're happy to have this more weather this more normal weather back yep that hey we're sitting the same way it was uh, 64 degrees or something today 65 man yes. it was yep. what 74 yesterday yeah went from negative 14 to 74 degrees in a week yeah, yeah. tuesday from tuesday <laughs> to tuesday yeah in one week yeah only that's Oklahoma. crazy and people wonder why they're getting sick and everything yeah <laughs> right the weather ain't, ain't weather ain't helping anything yeah but it's, <clears throat> but it's it's good building weather yeah absolutely yeah. as man, long as you I, got propane for the heater in the garage man i, I tried it I, I i could get the shop up you know nice and warm but I, i'd have to turn off the loud heater man the temperature would drop rapid yeah and it, my shop's insulated and everything but uh I, I mean, I was just being a weenie. <laughs> yeah. No man, couch that's, weather. That's that's too cold. You mean a weenie at that point? It just, no. it just hurts. It's excusable. We're not yeah. from up north. I'll, I'll take a hundred and five any day of the week. I'm with you. No, man, absolutely. I'm, not. I'm getting old. I I ain't never been so hot. I hurt. We we had this discussion. Yeah, anything <laughs> over eighty five degrees, I'm out. <laughs> it better have air conditioning. I'm a winter person. I was born in Oklahoma, but I'd be at home in Alaska. Well, Thomas, let's talk a little bit about some of these, uh, some of these cool models that you guys have, which man, one of the, my favorites that you guys are putting out is the shot cup. That shot cup's sweet. cool. Yeah. I like the shot cup. Oh yeah. Shot cup, shot cup's a really awesome model that Siegel Models introduced this past fall and we're happy to offer them and carry them. And they come in two, two color schemes. There's a yellow and black one and then the silver, the silver and black as well. And, uh, they're ideally suited for, uh, 40 to, 55 even a 60 cc engine uh most of the guys are putting the 40 cc rcgf stinger in it that we sell right and it's a good scale flying plane on that but we just started testing out a new 52 cc stinger uh got a beta engine from the factory and we're, we're testing that out right now and um it's a lot more fun with a little bit more you know cubic inches so cc's so so it's a it's going to be fun it's a, it's a good plane it flies really well uh, we have two uh, we have the, the the one we did for the review fits over at uh, at Hobby View did the review for that one and uh, I think it only needed like three or four clicks of trim uh, really really built squarely and, and true and and uh, Wally Warren did the silver and black one for the team and same results with his you only need a couple clicks of trim I think on the aileron to get straight level flight on it out of that thing yeah the leading edge they're, they're nice 103 inch wingspan so um, good presence nice size plane not too big not too small. Yeah, the leading edge slats that work on there is one of the coolest things I think about the whole deal. Yeah, yes. I think it's the first cabin cub hybrid type of plane on the RC market to have the leading edge slats that are functional. Um, I don't know of any other ones out there. I can't um, think of any. I don't know if you guys do, but Not it's the first cub, one I no. know of. And it's cool. The leading edge slats are—they're not plastic. Someone's asking, are those bolted plastics? And not actually fiberglass. So the factory actually spent the money and and made the leading edge slats um, actually made out of fiberglass. Nice. So and the, and the suspension—the suspension on the on the Cub actually functions as well. The big struts and the suspension 
um, it, it worked pretty nicely. And of course, we got balloon tires. Uh, some guys are going to put some massive tires on there. Um, I know some guys putting seven inches, eight inch tires on there. It comes with a, a normal size tire to five and a half inches. But um, I know you could really have some fun putting some big fat thunder tires on there. Oh yeah, big old bush wheels. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Y'all, y'all keep up a lot with Reno. Like uh, you talking about like the stole drag, like bell cow kind of Reno. Oh, uh, it's talking like Reno, like air races and all that. Uh, a little bit. You know, I, I'm not a huge fan, but I do watch, you know, my fair share of coverage of the Reno Air Races to see all the warbirds up there running around mm-hmm. making hot laps and all that. Oh, yeah. But I, I, I read recently that they had the first um, short takeoff landing stall, S-T-O-L stall. Yep. Everybody pronounces it and says it different, but um, they're, they're starting drag racing. Yeah, stole drag. Stole drag racing. Yep. We actually do um, something like that down here with uh, RC stuff. We got the RC oh. stole drags. Yes, sir. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm really thrilled to to start learning more about it just because of Shock Hub. You know, all these guys down here are like, man, we need to start doing some stall events. I was like, yeah, I mean, it sounds like fun. Yeah, you need but, to check out like Trent Palmer on YouTube and uh, uh, Kevin Quinn, uh, the, the Flying Cowboys. Flying Cowboys, yeah. yeah. That they do out, that man. in full scale stuff. Yep. And, uh, Man, they do some. It's super crazy, awesome crazy, stuff, man. man. Me, me, and Larry and Clint are actually going to um, what? What is that, man? High Sierra flying. High Sierra, yeah, yeah, out yeah. there this year, which is that's what it's all about. It's about the stole drag, the stole event. Oh yeah, so there it is. Yeah, the Flying Cowboys, yeah, uh, stall drag and High Sierra flying. That's yep. it. Started started back in 2015. It says I'm looking yep. it up right yep. now. We are talking about it. Oh yeah, but yeah, that's 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 freaking awesome. Man. We're gonna go check it out this October. And uh, see what that's all about. Absolutely. See what the full scale stuff's like. <laughs> so, how, how many events do you all normally run with with you, what you're running in RC? Which man, we we don't necessarily. We had our first event just recently. You know, yeah, just last first, season. Yeah, we had first of the year. You know, first and uh, it, it brought some good oh, attendance yeah. and good turnout. I think we're going to do a series this year where we go from uh, you know flying field to flying field and kind of have a series following it so right yeah everybody. And how, how many classes do you all have is it like one class like stock and one unlimited is it wingspan cc man or any kind of right stuff that you gotta run on it right now it's just a stock and an unlimited class and unlimited is unlimited and stocks like your like your timber or yeah we're whatever. mainly doing electric like foamies, foamies smaller yeah. stuff yeah and believe it or not man <laughs> some stuff gets wadded up in this oh yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> It's as fun to watch as it is to participate. There's a lot of trash bags getting passed around. (laughs) Yeah. Trash bags uh, going into round two with duct tape and a couple of zip ties. Yeah. Holding the gear back on. Yeah. A lot of gear gets ripped out. Yeah. I'm sure forcing it down so quick and everything. But yeah, that sounds like a lot of fun. I mean, I'm I'm really, we've been really pleased with Shock Hub. Every customer I've had so far, I haven't had one complaint about the model in terms of being dissatisfied with it. It goes together really well. Um, you can you can run electric on. I know a lot of guys are into you know high voltage electrics and everything. You can run electric in if you want. Um, I, I, I like I like internal combustion. I like gas. I like petrol. But um, yeah, Tommy Mathers needs to get him one. Y'all yeah. Know, oh yeah. Know, yeah, y'all know him well. I know you know his brother. He's on the show. But uh, yep. yeah, Tommy needs to get him a shock cub soon. Start running a fifty-two cc twin on it or something cool. There you go. Yep, that'd be pretty awesome. 
Yeah, the plane itself, though, you know, going back to the, the actual plane itself, it's 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 really easy to throw electric batteries in there. It's got a big cabin door on the right side. It's really cool. You open it up, and the little grab handle actually has a magnet inside the wing that'll it'll attach it to, to itself and and hold the door open for you while you change out your batteries. And um, if you have you know all your switches, you can open the cabin door and just put your switches in there, so you don't have anything showing on the outside. Okay. And uh, it's 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 a really well built model. It presents really nicely, real scale with a functional gear, you know, and opening door, leading edge slats. Now that's one thing, you know, you guys are are having the the stall um, drag races and and events up there. Y'all y'all need to get you one of these and start experimenting with it because the way the factory sets it up is the leading edge slat actually moves um, inverse movement compared to the flap. So when the flap goes down, the Leading edge slat goes forward. Right. So you're losing your lift kind of in a weird way. So it kind of floats down almost like an elevator, <laughs> but like a, like a Harrier elevator kind of thing movement. But um, some some of the guys are, are just basically putting the leading edge slat against the, the front of the wing and letting the airflow just go through it and not even hooking it up on the servo. And it flies really well like that, too. So there's a lot of experimenting that people are doing with it right now to really find out what you can do and, and can't do with it. But um, one thing's for sure, if you... Leave it in the fixed position, in the down position. When you're coming into land, the thing just floats. I mean, you got to force it down. It just has so much lift; it just just floats. So it's a good flying plane. Yeah, that's kind of the deal we've seen with uh, a lot of people are using the little foam timbers in our event. And uh, little fact: uh, the, the plane that actually won it this last year was a uh, Flex QQ Flex Extra. QQ yeah. Extra. Yeah. <laughs> Oh wow! Yeah, those yeah. timbers, like yeah, like you said, with the, they just float, man. Or those those high wing airplanes like that. But uh, oh, Clay Ricks kind of showed everybody up with the three D plane. So yeah, <laughs> imagine that he's cheating. <laughs> man, that's fun. Yeah, we that that uh, shock hub. I think I think to get more and more popular. We're, we're out of them again, and so. Uh, the thing is, Siegel has so many models, and everybody has such you know a wide variety of tastes. It's, it's easy to fill up a forty-five foot container so quickly, right? So you have to only bring in so many numbers of each aircraft. People are saying, "Why do you keep doing pre-orders?" I said, "Well, if I don't do pre-orders, a lot of people that really, really, really want that model won't get them." So I kind of do the pre-order thing more to to help modelers who really want a certain model. They can pre-order it, reserve it, and they know it's paid for. And as soon as it gets through ships, and then people who are on the fence can wait to see if there's any left. And then if they decide they want one, they can get one. You know. Right. But uh, yeah, we're gonna get we're get some more of those models in soon. So that that's one of the hottest new pro- products from Seagull that we have right now. And then, of course, the new uh, Moraine Saulnier. Have you all checked that one out? Man, I haven't. Oh, it's cool. I, I've never been a big World War One Dawn Patrol kind of guy, but um, you know, Big Joe over at Balsa USA. You know, he's their big oh, yeah. spokesperson, Big Mean yeah. Joe. Yeah, oh, yeah. And yeah, he's he's really good. He's helpful to everybody, no matter oh, yeah. what brand of plane you fly. He's just just a really nice all around. Yep, he's modeler. been he's been on and, the show, uh, man. He's he's a super good guy. Yeah, he is. He, he, it's funny, he got me really wanting to, to build a, a Balsa USA kit, and then I got an email from, from Siegel last summer, like around July, August. They said, guess what? We're going to offer a one-third scale Moraine Saulnier. I'm like, no way. That's crazy. It's huge, man. Oh, it's, yeah. another, it's another 103-inch airplane. So there's two planes back-to-back that Siegel put out last year, late in the fall, um, that are over 100 inches. And again, it's the same thing, 40, 60 cc size you know, airplane. Right. And it presents it present it presents really really well. It's massive. Yeah, I'm not much of a builder. I, I kind of go toward the arps. I'm not going to lie, you know. So 
you know what's do, do you like finishing the planes like detailing them or, or you just like to put them together and fly them man i just like to fly i'm not i'm, yeah. I'm getting i'm getting to a point to where i'm starting to get into maybe doing the detail side of things and maybe building something scale but i'm not there yet he just yeah. did his first monocoat job today so. yeah yeah i covered an uh, a, i covered an aileron today all by myself i feel pretty good about it look good too <laughs> You know how there's welders and there's grinders? Yep. Are, are you a welder or are you a grinder? Man, I think I'm a welder on this deal. I really do. I I, I felt pretty good about it. There you go. It's, it's like it's like with a with a with monocoat, you know, like there's a welder and there's a grinder with monocoating. It's like there's there's iron sealers and there's hot air gun users. Right. <laughs> just keep cranking up the heat on that heat gun. We'll just we'll work it out, don't worry. That's yeah, it. it'll shrink. Yeah, I just it'll shrink. I, which I had a heat gun sitting there, but I just used the iron. Yeah. No, yeah. you know you've reached the pro level when you go get the wife's actual iron and you're using that on your plane. I've done that more than yeah. once. So. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. She loves it when you do that, too. Yeah. That and her clear nail, nail polish to seal the edges, you know? <laughs> yeah, right. Yep. You know what I found out funny? Speaking of monocoating and iron on covering and all that stuff, you, you, I don't know if you guys ever do that, but whenever you have the my, – my biggest pet peeve is seeing, like, actual epoxy or adhesives between – the horizontal stab, vertical stab, you kind of mush everything together and you get that overflow and you clean it with alcohol as best you can, but you can still see that. Right. You yeah. Know, re- the haze. That, There's like a, it's a dull long time haze. ago, back in the late eighties. I won't tell you how old I am, but, um, <laughs> this modeler said, man, you know what I do? I go raid my wife's uh, nail polish drawer. And I said, what? She goes, yeah, my wife's got all those funky colors for spring, for summer. She's got every freaking color under the rainbow. So I just go in there and I find a, a tone that's close to my airplane and, I just dip me a couple dots on the little plastic card, and I stick the, the plastic dots of paint into my uh, epoxy, and it tints the paint, the epoxy for you. Huh. That's, that's a good idea. Like, that's pretty sure. I, like, oh. I yeah. said, well, I could just use modeler paint for my plastic models. He goes, yeah, you could use that too, but you know your wife's you know, kitchen, you know, your wife's uh, closet is a lot closer sometimes than going out to the shop and trying to find the right color. <laughs> no, she yeah. said, yeah. Anyway. I hate, you know, she's like a corner store. She's got all your paints in one little drawer, you know. So, yeah, I like doing that too in all my models. So speaking of, of your yeah, models, this, uh, this, uh, go ahead. It's all in the air, man. If you don't like to build, this is this is definitely a plane for you, though. The ARF goes together real fast. It's just a huge monoplane. Um, the most part, the most time you'll spend on, on the actual moraine saw in the air is, is the wing strut assembly. They, they spend a lot of time making it really nice and scale. There's a lot of steel, aluminum uh, pieces, parts for the actual struts to hold up the monoplane, the actual wing, um, mm-hmm. and, and it's it's functional. It's actually structural. <laughs> you got to put it together right so it holds up the wing properly. Um, and then the, the actual struts for the landing gear, it's like, I think there's like 12 pieces to it. And the wheels actually have a, a, a elastic cord suspension. So the wheels actually move up and down a little bit with a suspension off the, 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 the sprung um, elastic cord around it. So it, it's a pretty cool model. The guns are like 10 inches long. It's, it's third scale, so it's, it's, it's big. And the cowling, you can put whatever you want in there. It'll, it'll hide it. I mean, you put a 60cc in there, it looks like it's a cold day at the lake. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> it's like, is that really a 60cc? Yeah, I'm looking yeah, at 60cc, man. It's just cold out here. Stop, stop staring at it. Come on. I, I'm yeah, looking yeah, at so. the ARF right now. That price for a, for a third scale. For a third scale ARF? That's ready to go. Other than yeah. putting it together. Yeah, it's, it's beautiful, man. Yeah. The pictures don't do it justice. We had three of them. We had three of them out at the field just the other day to, to finish up the flight review um, for Modeler Play News. So we had the ARF, the one right out of the box. I mean, that thing's just gorgeous. Some club members found out we're going to be out there, and they showed up on Sunday. 
of course, right? And they're just like drooling over it, how beautiful it was. And I was worried they're going to jinx it and make it crash because they're just admiring it so much. <laughs> right. It, that didn't happen. We had lucky number seven on there. So, you know, the bad, the bad voodoo went away. But yeah, it flew, it flew awesome. It's, it's, a, it's an amazing airplane. Then we had another guy from Austin, Dave Vajir. Uh, he came over with his airplane and he's, uh, kind of doing the customization of the covering. He's putting on the, the flight metal over the cowling to make it look like the simulated aluminum cowling. He put some, some more of it on, onto the back by the engine compartment. He's custom painting on some hand printed, uh, markings. I think he's calling his the crazy flying chicken or something. It's like in French. <laughs> <laughs> he hand painted a rooster on there. Oh, it's a, it's a, Crazy cock. It's a crazy flying cock, is what he nicknamed it. He's painted a big old rooster on there, and uh, and then we had then we had Larry Holtman, and uh, Larry's like a well, he's real modest master modeler. So I'll never say he's a master modeler, but he man, he's he's an amazing modeler, and he fabric covered an ARC version just to show modelers like what you can do with a with a bare model um, Maureen Saulnier and cover it with fabric and and prime it and paint it and finish it out. So there's a whole series coming on that also to show people that. It's not that difficult. Just got to be patient to do it. And um, anyway, we got them all flying. It was beautiful. It's a beautiful day out there. And these Maureen Saulniers, uh, they fly very scale. You can fly it on a 40cc. That's what we did, the the, the custom covered and painted one with fabric and, and all that. Uh, Larry's flies with a RCGF 40cc Stinger. And uh, um, and then uh, Fitz flew his with the EME 60 with auto start. Even though it's a World War One airplane, they didn't have... Electric start. We, we, did his, we did his with electric start, and it, it did really well. Ah, it's twenty twenty one, man. They got electric yeah. start now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's what Fitz said. Fitz said, "You know, man, I know it's a World War One airplane. They never had electric start, but dude, I can get used to this. This is my first airplane with auto start, and and, and I think I'm all my airplanes from now on are going to have an auto start if they're not electric." It's it's fun. It's yeah, you're easy. Ta- you're talking about Fitz from the uh, Roundtable podcast, right? Is that is that okay to say on the show? Yeah, absolutely, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. We're we're for the hobby. We're not a we're we're for everybody, man. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but uh, I, I listen so, yeah, to that show it's, every it's, week. It's Fitzwalker the third, right? Uh, not to, not to be confused with Fitzwalker the second. This is the third, and uh, yes, he he is the one from uh, RC Roundtable. But uh, most people know him, I think, from Hobby View. He does a lot of reviews on foamies, park does. flyers, three D prints. He does a little bit of everything. Yeah, that guy so, uh, that guy cracks me he's, up, he's, man. I like his I like his sense of humor. Yeah he's he's fun he's fun um you know being a nasa engineer and all that kind of stuff he gets all the jokes all the time and te- people poking him and teasing but you know, he's really knowledgeable he's so friendly he's easy to talk to and, and he'll shoot straight with you he'll just tell you like hey man i like this i don't like that um but that's that's why i like him to do the reviews he's he's real honest and straightforward and, and, and i'll show you a solution like if you see something he doesn't really like he'll he'll explain the model how to how to work around it and, and make it perfect you know so yeah he's also into those little 049 um engines he actually makes a fuel for them he does homebrew fuel for 049s and okay. little black widow you know engines so on that uh the sonia can you get that in a arf and an almost ready to cover version yes sir yes nice. sir well i bring them in both ways so we got the arf already covered in the camo and then we have the uncovered bare bones for the good for the people out there who want to really get after it with some fabric and some dope and all that kind of stuff man that <laughs> I would just be so torn though. That price of the the pre covered ARF for a third scale airplane. It's only thirty dollars difference because that's all the material cost at a wholesale level. Right. Um, 
And and so that's the only break that there really is. And so a lot of people are like, oh, screw it. I'm going to get the ARF. And if I ever really, really, really want to strip it down and fabric covered, I'll do that, you know? Yeah, right. that's $30, $30 and uh, 12 hours yeah. worth of work. Right. Covering, so. I, mean, I mean, how much beer do you have to buy to be able to get through that pain and agony, you know? <laughs> yeah. Right. Jeez. So what, what covering do they use? Is it a monocote or is it more like a so, solar, solar flat texture? Is it a texture or? So, so it, it's actual iron, iron-on, you know, mylar-type uh, film, just like Monocoat is, Ultracoat. The covering company that they actually use is from Germany, so it's actually a German uh, cover. brand called Oracover. Okay. Yeah. yeah so cover. it's 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 good, good stuff. It's good not the stuff. the cheap sticker yeah, R stuff. No, that, no, it's not the cheap stuff. Um, coincidentally, coincidentally, you know, a lot of a lot of your listeners don't realize this or don't know this because I get this question all the time. Is like, where do I buy Aura Cover? And I said, hey, call Horizon Hobby. Call, you know, any local hobby shop. If you have a local hobby shop, please call them first. Please call your local hobby shop first. But um, if you don't have one, then yeah, you can go online and order it. It's just Ultra Code in the USA and Canada. Um, Horizon buys it from Aura Cover, mm-hmm. basically re- relabels it. They cut it to their own rules and put their own label on yeah, it. But that, it's, it's, it's Aura Cover. That's like asking people what kind of oil they use as to whether they like Monocoat or uh, Ultra Coat. So. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm and Moni- there is I'm a difference Monocoat between Monocoat and way. Ultra Coat. There sure is. You know, I, I've, I've used both on my models, and, and I, each, each one has its own properties. Um, not one's better than the other, but each one has its own individual properties, kind of like a heavyweight oil and 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 a, and a lighter weight oil. They're they're both good for their uses, you know. Yeah, I'm monocote all the way. I just like the way it shrinks better. So. To to me, the monocote the monocote is is uh, uh, a little bit harder to work with on, on compound curves. Um, I like Monaco. I grew up, my first covering job was a Carl Goldberg Electra and I did it and I still remember it was like the first, one of the first years they had that real metallic gold and I, I love the, I love the Army Knights, the skydiving team. So I did my, my first RC balsa built kit was a Carl Goldberg Electra and I did it in like a golden knight kind of scheme, but instead of black and yellow, I used black and metallic gold. And I learned real quick on, on those curves and on the on the wingtips and how hard it was to stretch and heat if you didn't do it a certain way. And then I probably went through four attempts to get the first wingtip right, you know. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I, I like Monocoat. I like Monocoat. And, and Ultracoat I've gone used to, just different temps and different techniques to, to work the material. Um, what's really cool, I don't know if you have the w- website up or not. You can see a picture of the Moraine Saulnier. Yes. Yeah, we pulled it up a second ago and looked at that, it. That, cam- that camo pattern, people always ask, like, hey, is there covering under the covering? You know, cause some people will cover the whole model a certain color, like a base color, and then put the camo cover over it with, like, a Windex technique or a solvent technique, you know, whatever. Um, but on, on on all the Seagull models that I've ever seen, like the P47s, anything with invasion stripes or mul- multiple colors overlapping, there's not another color underneath it. They actually laser cut the patterns they have a huge laser cutter, and they put the covering nice. in there, and they cut the patterns out. So there's no there's no like floating of colors over other colors. Okay. So you don't you don't have a lot of extra weight because some people will see this model and say, "Man, it must be a lot of weight with all the different colors over the other colors." And there's it's really not. It's, there's not a lot of overlapping on the covering. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Good and you're, you're you're talking about how how big of a model it is for the money and and what I want to tell people too is is this model what you see in the picture there the big pilot figure you know a third scale pilot figure of any kind they're not cheap you no, know not at all and so this one comes with actual pilot figure it comes with the decals for the interior cockpit to look like a wooden um, instrument panel instrument um, 
dashboard. It's all in there already. The big guns come with it, the big wheels. Um, coincidentally, these are the exact same wheels that are on the Horizon Fokker D. Is it D9 that they have out right now? Uh, is it the DR1 or is it a D7? Which one is? It? But it's the same. It's the same. Yeah. It's the same wheels that that are on that model. Which uh, uh, the Dubros don't that. realize that Horizons. A lot of their planes are built by Siegel for Horizon. Mm-hmm. Well, I know that um, size of Dubro wheel costs you over a hundred dollars for that set of wheels. Yeah. Oh yeah. Third scale, like the D7 wheels. They're they're yeah. they're not they're not, no, cheap. No, they're not cheap. Don't mess them up because yeah. it's going to cost you some yeah. money. Yeah, it comes. It comes. It comes with everything in that picture there, other than the prop and the and the actual engine. So it's it's a it's a really really well priced model. They kept their pricing very modest. I think so. I think that's a lot of bang for buck for sure. Absolutely. So Thomas, here's here's my question with you with all the access to all these models. How, how many of them do you have? I have I have a a lot. So <laughs> yeah. we, we have a really <laughs> lot. So here's the problem, you know, I started I started this company. I can give you a little history on the company. I kind of we're kind of between models here. We talked about the Shock Cub and the Moraine, but uh, I started this like most people start side businesses just like out of out of Bad luck. <laughs> I was at an air show and some guy was selling some little VQ airplanes back in 2004, 2005. And I really wanted one of them little Air Cobras. So I was like, hey, man, can I buy an Air Cobra? He's like, yeah, sure. So he sold me an Air Cobra. I started flying. He liked, you know, another air show. He came up to me again. He's like, hey, man, you want to sell some models for me? I was like, sure. You know, what do I need to do? He goes, just buy as many as you can and sell them. And so I started VQ Warbirds back in 2005 because the importer for VQ was down here in Houston. And I used to get all the models from him, and I started advertising on eBay, and and uh, you all remember RC Universe uh, classified section? Oh yeah, and I was I, I was Nemesis for you on there. That's my my online handle, Nemesis for you. And uh, I started selling them on there. And next thing I know, I'm buying a U-Haul trailer full of them, then a moving trailer full of them, then I got my first container full of them. And after 15 years, you know, um, this last year I've been VQ Arbors for 15 years, and then last year, um, actually. Almost almost a year and a half ago, um, VQ Factory shipped me my last container of airplanes in November of uh, 2019. Yeah, 2019. And they said, hey, man, we're shipping you the last container we have wood for. After this, we're on a hiatus until we can find another another source of wood. And that's when you saw all the rumors back in late 2019 about a shortage of balsa wood, and people were saying, "Yeah, the freaking wind turbine blades, the right, tree hugger, right. the tree hugger, tree hugger industry, as they call it, is taking away all our balsa wood." Well, they weren't lying. Like there was literally a shortage of wood um, worldwide, and so you all know, like the green industry, they'll, they'll pay whatever they have to pay for their resources to put out to put out their solar panels, to put out their turbine blades. Oh yeah, because yep. it's not their money they spend. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <Yeah>. Exactly. <laughs> Um, so, so what happened was balsa wood, I, I had to learn all this back in 99. I didn't know anything about buying balsa wood by, by the bulk or, or cord or whatever they sell it by, but you know, they, they sell it by cubic meters, what I found out and balsa wood was going for about 400, 350 at the low 400, um, per cubic meter before the big balsa wood shortage. And as balsa wood starts shorting in the industry, it went up to 500 quickly, then 700 by November, when VQ sent me the last container in '99, um, oh, 2019, I mean, <laughs> 2019, uh, the balsa wood was selling for 1,500 a CBM Holy a cubic meter. Crap. 
Yeah, that's why everybody in the industry, the, the sellers or retailers are like, hey, we're having this price increase. And people are like, why are you increasing the prices? That's crazy. Nothing else is going up. Material cost. And, and people thought that it was a, a move by the model industry to try to raise prices needlessly. But no, man, I mean, model, we, we, we've been absorbing price increases and price increases. And, and uh, finally, you know, people just haven't raised the money on these models or they're going to be able to make a penny, you know. Right. Um, so yeah. So back in 2019, I, I got my last container from VQ Factory until like March. They called me in March, and we had been looking together um, all over the world for for balsa. It was just crazy prices that would would have made the models twice the cost. And then um, a company I won't say the name publicly, but a company swooped in, and you all figure this out in a second. But a company swooped in to the rescue. And I'm going to say this sarcastically, but they swooped in to rescue the factory is what they told me. And uh, they basically brought the factory a bunch of wood and said, hey, here's a whole container of wood. If you want to build models, you can build them for us. We'll provide you the wood. And so basically they gave them enough wood, provided them enough wood um, to build them models for at least probably seven to nine containers is what BQ told me. And so I was like, well, they, they could barely make three containers for me a year plus all their other companies that they would supply to. So if they gave enough uh, wood for a year, that would basically put me out, you know, of getting any models. Right. <clears throat> so it was, it was a good thing. They, they did a good thing. They rescued the factory by bringing in their wood. It was a bad thing because I, I really couldn't get any models for a whole year. And at that point, I had to do a gut check and say, okay, I'm going to change my, my model strategy. And luckily, I'd already had Siegel models for a year. And uh, so I said, you know, I'm going to switch gears. I'm going to just focus on Siegel, and I'm going to develop my own OEM line. And so I'd already had plans to do a Sky Raider. And so I went ahead and finished, you know, making modifications to plans and, and additions of what I wanted. And I sent off my OEM um, specifications to Siegel and asked them to produce my first OEM plane as Legend Hobby in, in 2000. And so I kind of had to reinvent VQ uh, Warbirds and, into into Legend Hobby, and that way I wasn't tied to a certain brand name with model that I've been producing um, with and, and promoting for 15 years. Mm-hmm. So that's how Legend Hobby was born about a year ago. Man, that's that had to have been a, a big change. I mean, Man, it, it switched everything like up. Breaking right. up with your favorite girlfriend, you didn't want to oh, really yeah. break up with her, but you're like <laughs> moving to another town, going to a different college, and there you go. You know, right. <laughs> It was tough, man. A lot of people were like, what's going on? Why are you breaking up with VQ? I'm like, I'm not breaking up with them. It's kind of like one of those weird things, economics, and, and not being able to provide them wood. And this other company has access to wood. And they kind of, it's a double-edged sword. They kind of rescued the factory, but at the same time, they kind of screwed me out of the out, out of the out of the supply. But, right. you know, hey, business is business, as they say, right? Yeah. So, so and VQ is always like, oh, you can order planes from us later on. Don't worry. You know, those will be models that they don't offer that you can offer. There's plants that you built with us that, that are yours, basically, kind of thing. And uh, it's just too hard to, to, to work like that. So, you know, you can't give good customer service when you, you can't get a steady supply. So here we are with, with Legend Hobby now. We've got our first product out, OEM, thanks to Siegel helping us develop it. And, and uh, it's it's a home run. We, we love the Sky Raider. I don't know if you always had a chance to see one in person or you've just seen them online or videos, but it, it's an amazing airplane. I haven't seen one in person. I've definitely seen it online. Didn't uh, I think it was like this last week or it might have even been a little bit before that. Somebody made a toilet bomb or something and dropped one from it? <laughs> yeah, Chris Wolf. Chris <laughs> yeah. Wolf. The RC geek, Chris Wolf. Yeah, he, he uh, he's an avid, avid definitely an avid modeler of all sizes and shapes and types 
from EDFs, park flyers, you name it, he flies it. So, but yeah, historically, I don't know if you all know the story, but you know, in Vietnam, the the Navy squadron VA twenty five or fifty two, I can't remember which one it was. They uh, had so many; they had dropped like a million tons of ammunition ordnance on 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 Vietnam, and to celebrate, they they, they mounted a toilet. <laughs> to make to a makeshift uh, uh, pod, basically, and, and dropped it. And uh, it was, it was, there's a video of it of it taking off the carrier. If you, if you Google search it, you'll find the actual video of it. And and the the boss, the air boss or whatever, they're trying to hide hide the toilet bomb long enough so that he wouldn't call off the strike with a bomb loaded to the Sky Raider. Right. And so they, they kind of blocked and walked around it and all that stuff until they could launch it. And as it was launching, he, the air boss looked over, he saw something off the wing on the Sky Raider that was launching. He goes, what the hell was that, man? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how the story goes. And apparently they dropped it. And when they were dropping it, it, it fluttered in the wind and hit the wing of the Sky Raider on the way down. Oh, no, no. The Sky Raider was okay, and it, it dropped, and one of the FAC guys, forward air control guys, said they, they saw it drop and heard it drop, said it whistled on the way down. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but <laughs> but you know what's funny is in Korea, a Sky Raider, these Sky Raiders are pretty cool. Sky Raider, there's a, a squadron, they, they're called the Dam Busters, kind of like homage to the, the Lancasters of World War II, but they're called the Dam Busters, and uh, American squadron, and they were dropping in Korea, you know, million uh, you know hundreds of thousands of tons of bombs and and they dropped the kitchen sink and they're the first ones that i know of that actually dropped like a an actual home home like sink or toilet or whatever <laughs> um and and, and yeah, anyway but yeah they, they dropped one in, in korea so chris said now he has to do the, the actual sink just like the korean war uh, sky raider did yeah <laughs> so you'll, you'll be seeing you'll be seeing that in one of his videos coming up is the actual sink that'll, dropping the sink too yeah that'll be awesome yeah, the Sky Raider, the Sky Raider itself, though, man, it, it's an 86 inch uh, A1 Sky Raider, and you can fly it. Okay, so let me ask you all. Let me back up for a second. So, so in your opinion, your 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 experience opinion, what, what would you recommend as a gas engine for an 86 inch Sky Raider that weighs about 28 and a half pounds, fully loaded? Man, I have no idea. I fly small electric Something stuff about generally. Range. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of I'd a say 80, 85. Yeah, so mo- most guys, you know, they, they, they look at 86-inch model of a Warbird, and they know it's going to be 25 to 30 pounds. They, like a cor- top-flight Corsair can get kind of heavy and fat if you scale it out. You know, they'll put the, the go-to engine, you know, was a G62. Everybody knew the Zenoa G62. Nowadays, they, they say a DA or DLE 60. So we actually, Larry Holtman, the guy I mentioned earlier, he, he's a crazy modeler, awesome modeler. He's like, man, I know Sky Raiders. I fly as a Rolly Sky Raider. He goes, man, I'm going to fly this with a 35cc EME gas engine that you sell. And I was like, what? <laughs> so this thing's, this thing's going to weigh like 25 to 28, 30 pounds. He goes, don't worry. Trust me. It's got enough wing area. Sky Raider wasn't a rocket ship. We're going to do it. So I had three pre-production prototypes that we you know we did all the testing on. Randy Larson, Wally Warren, a bunch of these guys that, that we have down here in texas great pilots and and uh anyway we got together and so we powered one with electric we did a a tomcat 50 cc outrunner on it we did one with a eme 60 that i sell and then we did one with a 35 cc engine eme and believe it or not the one that was the heaviest out of all three of them was the one that was powered by the eme 35 cc it came out to 29 and a half pounds fully loaded smoke system we had smoke tank on it smoke pump Sullivan smoke pump all the bombs the rockets scale cockpit fiberglass painted it and uh it flies it flies a video of it on on our website and on youtube flying with a 35 cc he flies it today with a 35 cc 
And it flies fine. Scale. It flies scale. And it weighs 29 and a half pounds. Wow. <laughs> Why, man. Yeah, I think I saw a couple of the sky rate. Uh, was you at the last Joe Nall? Well, I guess what, that was 19? They, Larry Holtman was there, and, and, and so, was his, so was his flying buddy, his co-pilot, uh, Glenn. Glenn Snedden was there. They had their Zeroli Sky Raiders there, and they were flying them together. Okay, did, was there any VQ Sky Raiders there? It wasn't out at the time. It wasn't out. So that they wouldn't have had them there, but the ones okay. that they flew, the ones that they did fly at the last Joe and all that was actually happening was, was the Zeroli Sky Raiders. Okay. Is that the, they were down from that Houston area. I think yeah, it was a father yep. and son and they both had Sky Raiders done up. I didn't know if, cause you was there, right? You had a, you had a tent, didn't you? VQ did? Yeah. I had, I had, I had some of my, my team members helping me and we had, a, we had a product tent out there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. I remember, I remember seeing it. Yeah, we were we were rep- we had a we had a vendor tent there, sold a bunch of VQ airplanes. That that was right before that was right before we uh, switched gears from VQ to, to to Legend Hobby. Okay, it's crazy we haven't had Joe Nolan that long. Man, I know it's just it's which crazy. not not that I'm glad it's not happening, but uh, it, it didn't look like uh, I was going to make it again this year. So now I. I I hate missing out on stuff. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I guess I'm not going to miss out this year because, yeah. unfortunately, it's not happening. Well, man, I have planned to go the last two years, and they haven't had it for the last two years. So, so where, where, where exactly is everybody, is everybody at? Where y'all live? Everybody. We're in Moore, Oklahoma. Yeah, pretty much uh, Oklahoma City. Right in between Oklahoma City and Norman, Oklahoma. Yeah. We're just... Uh, about I didn't where, know if any, any one of you all lived outside of the area. Like, you know, with a podcast, you can be as far away as you want, you know? So yeah. I think we're definitely we're all, all, we're all sitting spread, together spread out. in the same room. So. Yep, we're all sitting yeah. in the same room, man. We, we cool. live about where uh, I-35 and I-40 meet. Yep. Perfect. So, so y'all, need to come, y'all need to come down to Texas this year for our fly-ins. I don't know if y'all come to Bomber Field ever. Uh, Will, Will Holderness goes down there, or mm-hmm. has a few times, I guess, but... Uh, yeah, you I've not made it, it down yet. This year. It's a lot shorter. I think it's a shorter drive than Joe and all. Oh, yeah. It's yeah, a lot shorter. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think it's what? Uh, I think we're seven and a half to eight hours. Yeah. Tops. Something like that. You all would have can a blast here. We have full scale flyovers. We got, we, we got a beautiful facility with a grass runway, paved runway, observation station, covered pit area, power. I mean, it's, it's a nice, nice, nice facility. We just resurfaced the runway sealed it again um it's it's a it's a beautiful facility and, and i had a couple of guys come in from california north carolina last year one of the guys flew in on an airplane and uh i picked him up at the airport and came out to the air show and one of the other modelers let him fly his his p47 but it's, it's a good it's a good event man if you've never been out here he, he said man i've always seen pictures i've always seen videos but man until i came down here i'm so glad i came he's the next year i'm driving down from so this coming year he's going to drive down from from west virginia <laughs> Yeah, that, that's a Joe Nall trip. For yeah, us. It's a drive. Yeah, yeah. He was so much. He was so impressed by everybody and everything he saw and did, and he's like so pumped. So yeah, he's coming this year from West Virginia, hauling his trailer and his planes and his buddies. Now, what what's the date of that? It's in it's the, it's the third weekend in September. Yeah. So so it's the third weekend in September. Hot and, as shit. Uh, and it, it's, yeah. it's I'm telling you guys, if Hot. you've ever been a bomber field, you need to come down here this year. Um, Last year we had like 160 pilots, and from from California to from East Coast, West Coast. Now, doesn't Jay in you, between? You know Jay Fulis. Uh huh. 
Doesn't he have his buddies from Mexico come up there, don't they? Oh, yeah, the Mexican, the Mexican connection comes yeah, up here. Yeah, those guys are cool, <laughs> man. They're fun. They're yeah, fun. They, they, bring, they bring tacos with them yeah, and tequila. Tequila, yeah. And tequila will kill you. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, it's, it's September the 16th through the 18th uh, this year, third weekend, and people are welcome to arrive early. We do get a lot of early, early arrivals on Sunday. So as early as Sunday, people will arrive and, and claim their spa in September 10. They're flying all week, and the event actually kicks off on the 16th. And it's fun. One of the one of the local um, full scale owners, he flies in sometimes with his with his steerman. He'll land on the grass runway and let everybody check out his steerman and, nice. and whatnot, and take pictures with it, and whatever. And he flies over later on during the week with his Texan, his T twenty eight Trojan, his P fifty one. He's got the glamorous Glenn the third P fifty one. He's got a few. He's got a few toys in his hangar. Yeah. And uh, one of one, one of the guys from from. From up north in Texas, he got you got to ride in Glamorous Glen the Third this last year. He's got some online Go, GoPro camera footage and man climb, flying over the treetops, you know. And uh, yeah, so they they do, they put on a great show for us, full scale air show. Yes, and uh, we had oh, there's only two P sixty three King Cobras flying right now in the world, and one of them happens to be based out of Houston. He did a hell of an air show for us this last year. He probably spent twenty minutes loitering and doing low passes like. You can see the shadow of the airplane over the model runway. He came in some some really nice photo passes. A couple of the passes you could see his forehead. <laughs> yeah, is that King Cobra? Is that the one that you're setting over a drive shaft or something like that? Uh, the Air Cobra and, and the King, the Air Cobra and the King Cobra both. Yeah, it had a mid engine, so the engine was actually mounted right behind the pilot seat, basically. Yeah. And the, the shaft of the engine went between the pilot's legs. They say, but it's not really between your legs, but it's right underneath your legs to the front. Yeah. Crazy. That sounds wild. <laughs> yeah, you saw about they said that the shaft never broke and came through the pilot's, you know, cockpit floor the way it was designed, but it just scary knowing that there's a big old shaft underneath your feet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's a lot of a lot of horsepower. Oh lot, man, that thing is beautiful Oh god. There's videos of it. We gotta share with your friends and your viewers, but there's there's some really cool videos. So that's that's the big event of our of the year. I mean you we, we every every kind of aircraft is welcome from EDFs, turbines, gas, electric, military, civilian, it doesn't matter. Um it's just a big bird fly in. It's called the annual B seventeen gathering and big bird fly in. So there's a big contest with a perpetual trophy that gets handed to each pilot to a pilot each year that are awarded to the best B-17, and that perpetual trophy's been being passed around for, this is the 33rd annual, so oh, for wow. 33 wow. years, there's different pilots' names that get put on that plaque on, onto the side of that trophy. It's huge. It looks like the big old Lombardi trophy or something. It's right. just massive. And, <laughs> Don't uh, throw it from your boat fun. to another. You know, the big B-17 yeah. event is fun. <laughs> B-17 with big birds. So uh, there's a lot of jets, a lot of a lot of jets. There's a lot of, there's a lot of aerobatic airplanes. Everything's welcome. Now, is that your home field? That is my home field. I started going there when I was 13, and uh, I'm a little bit over 45 now. So, um, been a few yeah, years. It's, it's yeah. a great, it's a great field, man. It's just, it's legendary. Home of, home of the first Tupolov 95 giant scale, you know, Russian intercontinental bomber that BB mm-hmm. Weber made. It's still nice. hanging in the hangar. It's not flyable, but it's still there. It's like 20, 27 foot. It's massive. So. Tell us a little bit, a little bit about you and how you got started in the hobby. Uh, what was your there's, first airplane? Well, this is girl. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's when you got that takes out you out of the, the hobby, hobby usually. Yeah. yeah. No, well, that, I turned 15 and I met this girl. That's that Ten year hiatus. You yeah. Take, yeah. <laughs> no, my my dad my dad's a Vietnam vet, so he's always taking me to air shows when I was younger. 
Okay. And uh, and when I was growing up, we go to the airport all the time, watch aircraft doing touch and goes and training and all that stuff. And I always had like an affinity and attraction to, to to military aircraft. Civilian aircraft are cool. But they just don't excite me though, like like the military ones do. And I think that's just because you know my dad served in Vietnam and he really wanted to be a pilot. He always told me how much he wanted to be a pilot. He just couldn't because he was colorblind and whatever else, you know. <clears throat> but uh yeah he was in vietnam he was a 101st airborne and then halfway through he got transferred to first cav and so he he was a uh, basically a crew chief on the Hueys, and he got the tow cobras before he got sent back to the states and uh so i have all these cool pictures of him with tow cobras and there's like uh mohawks around him that he's taking pictures of and i'm going all his old vietnam pictures and so I got old enough that I could push the lawnmower, start earning 20 bucks a lawn. I started going around mowing lawns like most kids did, you know, and saved enough money to buy my first RC airplane when I was like 13. So I uh, started building my Carl Goldberg Electra in my room and learning how to burn myself with an iron and glue fingers together <laughs> yeah. like everybody did with CA. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Running your carpet. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. My mom's like, what smells in your room? I'm like, high on CA. I'm like, nothing, mom. It's yeah. good. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, "Are you drinking?" I said, "No, it's a CA. You don't yeah. drink this shit." Yeah, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was, it was fun. It was fun, awesome. and uh, my parents were real supportive. That they said, "They said you can buy as many RC planes and toys as you want. You just got to go mow more lawns because we're not buying for you." You know, <laughs> right? But um, yeah, it was good. I was always broke, and I was always in my garage working on my airplanes. They loved it. They always knew where to find me. Yeah. You know, what's your but, uh, uh, what's your uh, current favorite? daily flyer which you know which one do you just grab that that's your regular flyer so 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 sadly sadly um about six years ago i had cancer oh uh, yeah it's, it's kind of sad it's kind of a downer but the good news is i survived and here i am yeah, today, you're but, here yeah, today absolutely <laughs> but it was really bad it was like stage four Ooh. and uh, oh, wow. they, they didn't think i was going to make it and uh for a few moments i had my doubts but thank god for yes. for a great great cancer care at md anderson and some experimental treatments i'm alive today and uh anyway so i've had some vision issues since then so um a bunch of my buddies keep encouraging me to get behind the sticks and start flying again i just i've flown a couple of times i just never felt comfortable again so i'm trying to hopefully this summer i, I prom I've, I've been playing with a simulator and uh, I, I promised myself that this summer I'd get back into actually flying my own planes again. I used to love to fly. You know, avid flyer. I'd take my, I had my little go-to Mustang in the back of my, my vehicle. So as soon as I got out of work at the hospital, I'd run down to the Hill Country Aero Modelers in Austin, Texas and go flying. You know, I was always out there till sundown, burning through as much nitro as I had on me, you know. Right. Well, that's the great. So, so about six years ago is when I was really my kind of flew my last time but I, man I, I like i liked them all and and since then you know but the bad the good thing about having a model business is you always have models the bad thing about the model business is you're always doing business so you don't have as much time to fly as you used to because you're, you're too worried about you know filling orders developing new products spending well, all your time on on on, the, on your website and forums and customer service so so it, it's, it's a lot it's a lot more challenging to find your own time to do your own your own flying but but uh, my biggest hang-up's just been my, my vision, my perception, stuff like that. So. Well, that's the beauty of the hobby is I have just as much fun going to the field and hanging out all day till dark. And, and I mean, I there's, enjoy flying, but I don't have to fly. There's much more to the hobby than just yeah. flying airplanes. Yeah. You know, I, I, look I, at think, it like, I think you're 100% right because, I mean, I'm, the only reason I really got into the hobby to begin with was just the, the, the thrill of flying it to build something and see it fly and, 
how low can you fly it, how fast can you fly it, all that kind of stuff. Go to air shows and they announce your name. You get all excited because you hear your name over PA. People are cheering for you and they go, oh, no, he crashed it. And, you know, <laughs> that's always fun, too. But it yeah, depends it's, on it's how you want it up. I, mean, I love I love it. I mean, I was like. <laughs> 13 14 year old year old kid talking to vietnam vets that flew phantoms getting to meet all these crazy pilots you know chuck yeager all these cool um you know aviation people and, and pilots and 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 the history and i, I think that's why i got attracted to the, the whole warbird thing and so i've always been attracted to world war ii and vietnam korean air, air, airplanes so do you Just ever the, listen the history behind it you know do you ever listen to the uh what is it Je- uh the fighter pilot podcast Oh man, I listen to all sorts of podcasts as much as I can. Well, so if you, I, you, I, I, I kind of listen to all of them. If you like stories of, of actual pilots, Vietnam, and, and even modern day, the Fighter Pilot Podcast, man, that, it's it's excellent. Or, it's a good uh, one. Combat Learjet on Instagram always has a lot of good stuff on there too. Oh yeah, <laughs> I follow that stuff. <laughs> Oh yeah, there's, there's there's a lot of good ones to follow, but yeah. So the, the, so the the bad thing about this whole thing about six years ago, and the good thing is, since I don't fly as much or at all right now, I've been spending all my energy and focus on my business and growing it and, and developing new models. So that's kind of a good segue though to tell you about some of my new developments since I haven't yeah. been flying much. Yeah, let's hear it, man. <clears throat> so so since we reinvented the company as Legend Hobby and knowing what can happen when. You can't produce your, you know, you can't get production from your own person that you've been having a relationship for a long time. I said, you know what? I'm not going to let that happen again. I'm going to develop my own line that can't be taken from me, basically. So we did the Sky Raider first. And now we have a 82 and a half inch T28 that'll be out this summer. So the thing with my Legend Hobby uh, line is it's 100% my influence. So everything I want is built to my specs. It's to my liking. And, and being that I've been flying for so many years, I know what I like and what I don't like. And then I get input from my fellow pilots. I always get pre-production models, test them, check them out, make modifications, send them back, and then go to production. So the Sky Raider's fully sheeted. There's no open bays. The Sky Raider's got reinforced landing gear, reinforced firewall, all the scale doodads. So all, all the Legend Hobby series that comes out are going to be built to the same specs and quality like the Sky Raider. So we have the 82 and a half inch T28 that's in, in, in development right now. I should have my pre-production models in about two months and we'll launch it in the summer. And, uh, that thing's going to have a sliding canopy, LED landing lights, scale gear doors. It's, it's scale. It's a beautiful, beautiful model. And that one's built for 50, 50 cc, 60 cc gas engines okay. and electric and, and electric. It'll have the hatch just like the Skyrider has a hatch. And I call that just an accessory hatch. You can get to the gas, you can get to the fuel, you can get to all your switches. Okay. Um, but it, it's a it's a it's an awesome airplane, and I think the T twenty eight is going to be just as awesome as as the Sky Raider was. And I'm sticking the eighty inch range on most of my Legend Hobby products, just because that's a good a good size model that you can put a lot of scale detailed in and and still be affordable. I just feel like once you get into that ninety plus range, you're you're, you're your audience and the models who can really actually afford those models just decreases rapidly. Uh, what kind of retracts are they set up for? So, so my Sky Raider, just to answer your question, my Sky, all my models will be set up with American made retracts to drop in. Mm-hmm. So my Sky Raider, I went with Robart because the reason behind that is most guys out there that rotate have rotating gear. Most guys have Robart rotators and they're, mm-hmm. they're good gear. The rotating gear I've ne- never had a problem with. Um, so mm-hmm. for the T28, 
when I sold ESM line before they went out of business, when I sold ESM, we, we used uh, on the T28s, we used uh, Sierra gear. Daryl, 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 and I have a good working relationship for probably over ten years now, mm-hmm. and uh, so I contacted him and said, "Hey, I'm doing this T28, and this is, these are the specs." And I had him send me a set of T28 gear and scale wheels, and I sent the 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 gear and the wheels um, with my drawings and everything else to the factory. So the factory's designing the mounts and everything to, to allow the Sierra gear to drop right in. Okay, for uh, so, air or electric. The Sierra gear are all like are all pneumatic, okay. all air, and but we'll also offer we'll also offer an, an electric option as well. Okay. And I plan I plan on I plan on doing that through uh, down and locked. Okay. With Mitch, with Mitch, I try to support American businessmen yeah. as much as I can, and as much as I can. So you're kind of a one stop shop on it. You can get everything you need from the retracks. Uh, do you carry servos and stuff as well? I, I, yes, I carry high tech servos. Uh-huh. I like high tech a lot, so I carry high tech servos, the engines, most things. So even I even carry a line of electric motors. Okay. Uh, so so each model individually, I'll be developing. We'll have a list of things that you can get at one stop shop. The only thing I don't do is like I don't do every little like uh, servo extension and fuel fitting. I don't, I don't do all that part. I do the main components like right. airframe, landing gear, engine, servos. So that C28 is going to be awesome, though. And then we have and that's going to be offered just like the Sky Raider, like two color schemes and then an uncovered bare wood version for the people that want to finish it themselves. Um, and then after that, right behind it, actually, I have a 13-foot L19 bird dog. 13-foot. Yeah, you can kind of wow. ride it to school. Yeah. It, it, it's, cool. it's, it's between half and third scale. It's 1.25 scale. So it's 13 foot wingspan L19 bird dog. I have the, the pre-production prototype here in my hangar and oh, uh, we're all going to get together in a couple of weeks and have a covering party. And then we're going to have a finishing party and then we're going to go fly it together and ring it out. And that's, that's meant for like a hundred, hundred to 140 CC gas engine. Nice. The and then GP so, 123. Have you, have you all seen that really, really cute OV new OV10 10. Bronco out horizon? Yes, hobby I was just fixing to say something about that. That is one of my favorite favorite airplanes is a bronco it's it's, it's adorable the, the horizon <laughs> hobby one have you seen it yeah i've is seen like, videos of I think it. it's yeah. like 105 inches yeah oh y'all say <laughs> oh like it's it's tiny <laughs> yeah, yeah it's cute it's 108 <laughs> inches i mean you know it's a little park flyer so, <laughs> right. so um I, I think it's cute i don't like the price on it. it's like 1599 dollars oh yeah man, they want a fortune for Ooh. it too Ooh. That's just yeah, airframe. It's, it's got that tacky VQ covering on it where it's like adhesive back, and if you, you wreck it, you can't really fix yeah. it too much. Yeah, it's printed. And- <laughs> yeah. I'm just having some fun. I'm just poking it. I, I don't right. know. <laughs> I'm not really, I'm just teasing. You guys are great. But uh, it's, it's, an, it's a really nice small. It flies really well. I'm just, just poking the bear, just having some fun. But anyway, so... so yeah, I, we don't ever poke the bear around here, man. Yeah. So, so, so the yeah. whole fun was that I like that OV-10 Bronco, and I actually had planned on developing a 95-inch one. And then, I, and then I, I got word, and I saw that when it actually happened, that there was a, a larger, you know, hundred inch one out. I didn't want to copy or compete with them. It's just ridiculous. Like that's a waste of production. So right. I went ahead and just jumbo size it. And we have a, a huge fourteen foot OV10 Bronco coming out. Oh. Yeah, I mean, what, what, you got a thirteen foot L19 Bird Dog. How do you follow up? You know, with, that? with the Bronco, right? Yeah, that's the size of uh, Terry Wiles' Cub, isn't it? How big is that Cub he has? 
I don't even know if it's 13 oh, foot. It's, it's it's a massive, massive cub. Yeah. You can it's about, like, what is it, half scale or no, three-fourths scale? How big is that thing? Uh, I, I'm not real sure. It's just under a half scale, I is think. It, yeah, probably, it's probably real close to what scale. you're talking about. And it is yeah. large. Yeah, this Bronco is basically about 165 inches wingspan, 160. Broncos are like A-10 warthogs. They're almost square. However mm-hmm. long they are and wide they are, they're equal almost. Yeah, right. it's square <laughs> frame. So, yeah, the Bronco, we have, uh, I'll have the pre-production model shipping to me at the end of of uh, March. What a so, power system. Uh, so, you, you can, you really, I mean, you can really fly it on like 60 cc's, but it's going to float around. It's not going to have a lot of speed. And Broncos aren't, you know, inherently fast, but I mean. No, but they're you, very you, you really You really need like 80 cc. Two 80 cc's will motivate it really nice where you yeah. can have a lot of fun with it. Um, so I like we how we said it'll motivate it. We'll have, yeah, the, big, we'll have the L19 bird dog flying here soon and testing it out. We, I plan to offer him by the summertime. And the same thing with the OV10 Bronco. Um, the pre-production model is almost done and it has to be shipped to me based on our contract and agreement. All the pictures I got back were, were on schedule. So I should be having that shipped to me by the end of this coming month, March. And, uh, yeah, it's got... It's got a huge cockpit. I posted a teaser picture of the cockpit seats. The seats are like almost one and a half feet tall. Oh, wow. seats. Yeah, that thing's gonna be huge. <laughs> the the grandbaby can fit like in that. The size yeah. of a can- cantaloupe. That's crazy! Wow. Yeah, it's it's big. So there's no there's no commercial available retracts that I can just say, hey, let me use these JP units over here and throw these no. in my Bronco. Bring a trailer is what you're saying, huh? Yeah. yeah. No, these are all commercial grade electric motors that are going on these uh, custom made retracts with trailing arms and all that kind of stuff. But it's, it, the cool thing about the model and and and, and everything is it's it's fully it's fully sheeted. It's all laser cut, you know, wood, aircraft ply, carbon fiber components to make it strong and and flyable. And the nice thing about it is it's actually not going to be um, that much more than a than a hundred an eight inch OV 10. I'm going to, I'm going to make it very competitive to where people would be like, man, for a little bit more, I could have a humongous OV 10 and, and really be a showstopper wherever I go with this thing. You know, that's why you, that's why you buy a big airplane. It's not, it's not because you want to be unnoticed. And most people buy these bigger airplanes. They want to go to a show and put on a show and not, it's not about Mm -hmm. being a show off as much as it's about putting on a show, being a showman, you know? Yeah. Right. And that's what that's what Ali Mashinshi was doing at, at at Top Gun with his OV10, you know, showing it off, and and it's not being a show off; it's more putting on a show for the spectators, you know. Yeah, but who goes and wins Top Gun with a box stock ARF? <laughs> right, uh, I'll take the fifth on that one. But hey, yeah, you know, yeah. It's, it smells it's, funny it's there. Good they brought that that model out. Nothing against Ali or any of them because no, he's an awesome it's, it's good model, they brought that but, model out. I mean, yeah. the more models we can get on the market and keep the market exciting, the better. Yes. Um, I just decided to go ahead and go a different direction and just supersize it to, to have even more fun. Because um, what's more fun than, than more wing area? You know, more more CCs, right? That's it. So so there we are with a hundred with a fourteen foot OV ten. <laughs> I know one day I'm going to kick myself for doing this, but here we go. We got so a fourteen foot OV ten Bronco coming, and it's going to be limited production. You know, I'm not going to have three hundred units sitting in the warehouse. You know, so um, right. the cool thing about that is they're fully sheeted. They'll come already um, covered, and, and if you want uncovered ones to fiberglass and paint, you can. But uh, it, it's it's it, it collapses. Believe it or not, to fit in a minivan or a cargo van or your aircraft hauler trailer, you don't need like a separate trailer to haul it because the wing comes apart in three pieces. You got two booms, you got a horizontal stab, 
and then a center pod. So it, 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 it collapses very small. It's a very compact trans- transportable to, aircraft. Let's find out where I can get on the waiting list for that one. Yeah. yeah. I'll be posting <laughs> a lot Jack. of pictures soon on both of, the, both of these models. It'll be on our website soon. And then another pro- – so I have sets, just so you guys know. You stop me anytime you get bored of hearing about these models, but I got a seven projects right now for Legend Hobbies. So, um, Man. a giant has been awakened. <laughs> yeah. This guy's this guy's getting busy, uh, man. He's I, doing I really, stuff. Really, You're on a really, roll. Yeah, Keep really rolling. When, when I had to close VQ and, and change names into Legend Hobbies, so I've just been on fire. I don't, I don't sleep. I just work all the time on, on developing new models and 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 all that. So I got the 125 inch B17 coming. So I did the B24 with VQ, and that was my model, my baby, my project. I did the 110-inch B24, and I was about to follow it up with a B17 if things didn't go the way they did. So I'm going to still do the B25, a B17, I mean, but I'm doing it in Under Legend Hobby. And so it's a it's an awesome B17, basically 10-foot wingspan. And it's set up for Robart gear and uh, working Bombay. The, the top dorsal turret will turn, and so will the nose turrets of B-17G. So, and so we, go ahead. So, yeah, that model will be available in olive drab with the gray undersides and also an all-aluminum silver covering and also uncovered, and it's fully sheeted also. So the guys that want to grab it and do their own finish on it can do that also, and that will be out by the summer. So the L-19, the OB-10, and the B-17 will all be available by the summer as well as the T-28 Trojan. So tell I'm, me, I'm coming out swinging, man. What's in the market? <laughs> when you say in development, uh, that's a that's a to me a huge undertaking. Do you have a guy that draws these up in CAD for you? I mean, how, how does that how does that work? You, you can develop models all sorts of ways. You know, you can use expensive CAD. You can use engineers. You can do things all sorts of ways. You, you can get older plans and and that are discontinued and enlarge them and change them and. And then draw on them and send them to factories and have them recad draw everything and make them your own, you know. Right. So, so every every model here is basically taken taken either from a drawing from a factory scale, like the Boeing B seventeen I'm doing. Basically, I went to Boeing files online and, and downloaded factory three views. Okay. And, and based them all off the factory three views, so it's scale scale nuts, you know. So o, o, and OV ten OV ten looked at several. Several plans that are out there, they're discontinued, enlarged them, got factory three views, modified them. I mean, there's a lot of research you got to do to make a model come out right. Right. Then you then- got to play with the structures. And so you rely, you rely on people in the industry like Seagull Models and VQ Models and ESM and all them to, to fine-tune everything because they have their own team of engineers. Okay, that was so, my question is so how, you how do you make time, it work? So I, I, you, you spend a lot of time. You can you'd ask my wife between 11 p.m. at night – until four in the morning, four nights a week, sometimes five nights a week, talking to the factory back and forth, back and forth. You like it like this? <laughs> right. <laughs> Do we change it like that, you know? So, yeah, you spend a lot of time in, in, in pre, pre, uh, pre-development, uh, discussing things and, and all that kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, because when we're going to bed, they're waking up. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Deal, so. Exactly. So in order to have a successful development of all these models at one time, or even one at a time, you spend a lot of time going back and forth and talking and chatting and Skyping and messaging and emailing and sending smoke signals, you know. 
whatever you got to do. But it, it's, it, I, I love it. And like you were saying earlier, there's, there's, I don't do this for the money. I still have a full time job. That was my <laughs> so next I, question. I, every, so. every penny that, that, that customers spend with Legend Hobby, I put all that money 100% back into the business to develop another model, you know? So. Uh, run, run a lean ship, but all that money is just making more models. That's what I do. So uh, that's why I'm able to do what I'm doing right now. And so is that really what you appreciate do? appreciate everybody's support. Mm-hmm. I think they're going to be rewarded this year with this really diverse line of models. So Yeah, it sounds like you got some so, really cool stuff coming out, man. Is this is this your full-time gig, or is this a, is, is this still a side gig for you? Oh, it's it's still it's still uh, it's still its own business. Uh, I don't I don't rely on it. It's its own business. It runs itself basically. And uh, I'm doing that to to expand the line. I plan on I plan on having at least 14 models in Legend Hobby lineup brand OEM stuff by by 21 by fall of 21. Well, 22. By right. this year, I'll have seven out. I can't do any more than seven this year. There's no way to do it time wise. And next year, I'll add another another five. So my goal is to have at least a dozen by by late twenty one by late twenty two. That's awesome, man. So yeah, the- I'm working on. Some, I am going to have composite airplanes too. So I have a, a eighty three inch P forty B as in Bravo P forty B that I'm working on, um, and the P forty B will be full composite, full composite wings, fuselage, tail, everything, and they'll be set up to run Sierra gear. And uh, that's going to be my first composite as Legend Hobby. I got a company that I'm working with on that, so that's going to be late this year. It won't be early. It'll be like in the fall. Man, you got tons but, of stuff coming down the pipe. Yeah, yeah, and there's still another model, but we, we'll, I hired an American engineer. Um, spent about three and a half months designing it. But we have a 96 inch um, De Havilland Twin Otter. That's going to be cool. The Twin so Otter. The twin. The, I'm a big fan. Yeah, I did really well selling the the VQ uh, Twin Otters, and there's a big demand for them, and they're great flying models. And again, right before things change over to Legend Hobby, I was about to make a bigger Bronco, a bigger Bronco, a bigger uh, Twin Otter, and uh, things happened the way they did, and it's fine. I just kept my dream alive, and and now we got the CAD done. The CAD's been sent to the factory, and hopefully in about two weeks, we'll start cutting the first pre-production model so we can get it to me so we can start testing it, and we're going to run... Uh, 15 cc stinger engines on it and it's also set up for electric got built-in battery hatches and all that kind of stuff but it's really cool though uh 96 inches and uh three-piece wing so you don't have to take off the wing struts you leave the wing struts attached and uh you can transport it real easy and we'll offer that in like same thing uncovered fully covered you know fully sheeted airplane and we have floats for it too the floats are like 48 48 inches long that's a big float yeah, <laughs> it's not. It's a ninety-six inch wingspan airplane, but the nice thing is, it's it's going to be, it's going to be something that most people can afford because you know, it's only needing fifteen cc gas engines to run it or, or an electric equivalent, so it's going to be affordable. Man, and I'm five it's, inches it's a, taller it's than a that balsa float. built model. It's not a composite <laughs> airplane, so most most modelers that because I got so man, I got so many emails the whole time I was selling VQ twin otters. Like, can you make a bigger one? The seventy-one inch one is nice, but I just wish it was a little bit bigger. When you do the numbers, it's just better if you're going to make it bigger. 80 inches is just 9 inches bigger. It's not that much bigger. It's not exciting. You say 96 inches and you see the model, it's like, man, that is awesome. Right. So, there's so many library, you know, libraries you can, liveries you can do it in libraries, liveries, and so many color schemes. How about that? You can, so many color schemes you can do it in like FedEx. You can do transport ones. You can do commercial airliners. You can do, um, 
private owned. You can do charter markings on it. You can do military markings on it. There's, but the Twin Otter is just a, an awesome airplane that you can do so many things with. Heck yeah. Well, Thomas, man, where do, where do, as everybody get a hold of you at, man? Shout just, out the website reach, and all that good stuff. Legendhobby.com. Info at legendhobby.com. Awesome. Uh, we have a Facebook page. I don't do Instagram that much. I, it's, it's, it's cool, but the interaction, it's a lot tougher for most people on Instagram. Right. I get more complaints on Instagram than anything else. So, uh, we're still on social media on Facebook. Um, I know there's a whole thing with Facebook and MeWe and all that other stuff, but um, we're still on Facebook for now. Um, and you can reach us on there. We even have a, a own group on um, Facebook. It's called uh, Seagull Models North America. I started that for the Seagull line. Right. Um, so you can post your models on there, ask questions, and we get support on there too. And then also, of course, the Legend Hobby Facebook page. Awesome. Hey, man, do me a favor. After we get off the phone here, man, text that stuff to me. That way I make sure and get all that stuff in the show notes. We'll make sure we do that. That's awesome, man. Well, Thomas, man, we really appreciate you stopping by, man, taking some time out to talk to us about all this cool stuff that you got coming out. It sounds like you're, you're hitting them gangbusters, man. Yeah. Lots of big stuff Lots coming. Lots of big stuff coming. Like literal. Literal. Big stuff. Big yeah. stuff. <laughs> yeah. I'm, yeah. Man, I'm, just, try, I'm just trying to keep it, keep it fun, keep it interesting, get, get, keep the hobby exciting. And, and that's, that's the goal of Legend Hobby is to keep it exciting, keep it interesting and, and bring models to the market that a lot of other guys that just aren't interested in bringing. Yeah. So we're, we're going to do it for the modeler. That's awesome. It sounds like you're making it happen, man. That's, you're, you're probably one of the busiest guys in RC, man. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, I'm busy for sure. Yeah. I, I like being busy and I, and I love doing these, these projects and, and I really just, you know, very thankful for the loyal customers I have and the new customers we have and, and, and definitely to my team. I got a team of pilots that they're not sponsored pilots in the sense they get paid or anything. They're just guys that, they have my products. They've been building my products, and they want to promote my products and, and be good stewards of the hobby. And, and they're out there in the field flying these things, testing these things, promoting these things, giving me feedback. And uh, those guys really help me. When I have questions or I need answers, I rely on them a lot, and, they, and they've done this great job. i got guys in Colorado, Joshua Bybee, Jesse Gatewood. i got <laughs> I got guys in, in North Carolina, and uh, Mike Bost is over there. In Car- <laughs> and i got uh, Colin Colin Clohan over there, got Wally Warren here, Jaime Carrion, Larry Holtman, Randy Larson. I got so many guys. They're all, they're all helping me with the team. And, and, uh, Glenn Sneddon, he's the guy that flies Larry Holtman that Joe and all that you saw. I mean, these guys are like, you know, real pilots. They fly this stuff. They give me honest feedback. And, and I, I really appreciate everything they do to help me be successful because, you know, I can't do this alone. Well, one of the things that I've really noticed and I've heard about you is, uh, that you take feedback really well. If somebody says, Hey, this is what's going on and everything like that, you're, you're very, very, uh, susceptible to listening to that and, and working towards a fix or, or an issue. Yeah, so man, I've, I've heard lots know, model, of good things about you. A lot of it's, you, you can test it and test it and then until you do something weird, you find something, you know, that you can improve, right? And, uh, so yeah, I'm, all, I'm always going to listen. I'm always going to do what I can, you know. And uh, continuously improve everything to make it as, as best as we can make it, and keep it, and still keep it affordable, right? <laughs> That's says, it. Hey, you need to do all these things, but still keep it affordable, please. <laughs> right. Well, Thomas, we appreciate you stopping by, man, and thank you so much for all the cool information and all the hard work you're doing for the hobby, man. We definitely appreciate it. Yeah, well, thanks for thanks for having me on, and thanks for doing everything you guys are doing, spreading the hobby and keeping it going and making uh making more enjoyable. So, thank you, guys. Absolutely, thank, thank you. you, man. You have a good have a evening. evening. Uh, you too. All right. Bye. 
So most of you have probably noticed that Clint is not with us tonight. I've been in contact with him. Uh-oh. I think we're going to call him. Oh, well, let's do that. That sounds good. Let's take us a little break, and then uh, we'll... We'll be right back. <laughs> yeah, fuck it. We... the rc scrap pile it was kind of close i mean a lot of people may have noticed that mouth of the south yeah right we're, we're kind of missing you know a man every wheel here yeah everybody's gonna listen to this episode and be like man the recording on that one is so much better what's wow. what's the difference yeah <laughs> Sounds, uh, what, what's missing yeah clint is missing yeah we're missing our fourth wheel golly hey this is the first show clint has missed so this is the, he's been my ride or die through this whole deal, man. Me and Clint have made every freaking show. Well, you know what? Let's call him. We should. Let's you do it. it. All right. You, you want to call, call him? him? Yeah. Hang on a second. Got it. There it is. You got to hit speaker. Oh. Are you there? Oh. Hello. What's, Hello. What's up? Oh, watching TV. You watching Goonies? No, absolutely not. <laughs> you can take that. Yeah, fuck that movie. Oh, come <laughs> on. We didn't want to tell everybody, but we hear you had a bout of the shits and shit your pants and couldn't make it and all kinds no, of No, no, no shitting of the pants. <laughs> yeah. It's your story. You tell it how you want. Right. Yeah. So It'd almost you, be better not being able to taste anything. Can't taste nothing. Uh-oh. Jeez. Uh, uh, let me tell you, they got pizza earlier. You know, everybody's all up in arms because I come home tested positive for the COVID. Right. And so they ordered pizza. So uh, finally bought me a couple pieces of pizza, you know. And in your mind, you know what pizza should taste like, <laughs> right? Right. <laughs> it tastes like you're eating the box. Yeah, no, no, no. I mean, the the consistency was still there, but it didn't even taste like the box. I mean, I don't know how to explain what it tasted like. Man, that's crazy. No, yeah, yeah. You can't smell the pizza. You can't taste it. Nothing. That's wild, so, man. That is wild. Well, I just hope it goes quickly. I, I don't have time for it. Right? Nah, you'll be fine. Well, you're in for the ride now. You ain't got the options. Kill it with alcohol. I'm stuck in my room. Yeah. (laughs) Somebody's got to bring it to me. Right. (laughs) We can arrange that. We'll fly it into the window on a drone. Man, I know know your wife, dude. You got home, and she's like, you go in there, and you don't come out. Shut the door. And just left you. Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Didn't even leave the light on. I uh, I figured. I, I don't know. I was really thinking this through in my head. I figured they were going to, like, put you up in the uh, little atrium there, the little second living room that you guys have. Well, I, I offered to go in there, but she's like, you'll never sleep on that couch, so. You'd be like the yeah, boy in the bubble. Everybody time. looking at you through the windows right. like the boy in the bubble. Right. Well, that little atrium's kind of like an aquarium, man. Yeah. It's got windows it's, coming in from everywhere. That would be the observation deck. It's a human yeah. aquarium. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I guess you're going to be off work for a couple of weeks, or what? Uh, ten, well, 
10 days from today. So, plus, you know, the weekends count as days. Right. So, so I'll get a week vacation. Next Tuesday go back. Well. Uh, I, my boss called me this evening. I was passed out of sleep. So, I'm sure I got an email to fill out. So, what you, would you leave home? Did you leave work today, or did you not even go in? No, I, I went to work. <laughs> Uh oh! What I what I thought? Ooh, I really need to go get checked. Is at lunch? Cause uh, I, yeah, I couldn't taste nothing. Not a thing. Damn it, man! Well, man, we're all uh, we're all hoping for a fast recovery for you, and really thinking about you, man, and your family. So that's that's a bad deal, bro. Oh yeah, yeah. I don't want no part of it. But we'll be all right. We'll get past it. Absolutely. So, what are you going to do to take advantage of this time that you have off work? Huh. I don't know because I don't necessarily want to be around my parents. Right. I think you should watch. I, I, I think you should watch the I, Goonies again. Yeah. Fuck! I'm not watching the motherfucking Goonies. <laughs> <laughs> We're just going to put it on the TV in there on repeat, dude. <laughs> I'm gonna call your wife and make it DLE 20 video all day long, dude. Yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, uh, so symptoms, you just, no taste, you, you fever, shit your pants, I mean. No, 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 no taste, no smell, uh, little fatigued, you know, uh, uh, like you have a cold and you just want to go to sleep. Right. You know, uh, I hadn't had any fever, hell, but even when I went and took the test, my, my temperature was 98.6. Huh. So, wild, I mean, there's more to this than fevers. And, you know, I, I have a little mild cough, but not nothing serious. Well, man, hopefully, I mean, I've heard of people not really having really a hard time with it at all. Oh, yeah. You know, oh, yeah. So, so hopefully you're on that end of it. You got the, you got the good strain. Maybe. maybe you have just enough cockroach DNA in you that you you'll know. survive. Right. Oh, man. <laughs> If I one thing I know about Clint, he's got a little bit of cockroach DNA. You know? oh, well, I got a whole lot of cockroach yeah. DNA. Well, me, I'm pretty sure everybody sitting at this table does. I'll yeah. guarantee it. Yeah. What I really enjoy is a drink, but it won't get me nowhere. So oh, we'll have to bring you some over. Bring yeah. a bottle, of Evan. I won't be able to taste it. That's all right. Yeah, you keep, can drink keep, it neat. Yeah. Keep applying alcohol. <laughs> Save the soda. Drink it neat. That's it, man. Right. I'll get my hazmat gear on. I'll come hang out, man. I ain't fucking oh, going over yeah. there. Yeah, no, me either. <laughs> yeah, I ain't fucking going I'll over there. I'll show up in a ty- Tyvek suit. Yeah. Respirator. And <laughs> so. Scuba mask. I guess you're not going out of town now. No, that's a big up in arms thing, too. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm not going nowhere because I'm still in the in the ah damn cat. That was I had to be that, that little cat. That was that nimble <laughs> goddamn cat he talks about. <laughs> what is it? Your cat was that the cat? No, it was me. Yeah. Man, he's in there watching. Well, he's trying to give you an out. Yeah, he's in there watching. Blame it on the cat. He's in there watching porn, oh, dude. <laughs> Shit so hard a cat can't scratch yeah. it. Yeah, forget <laughs> Pornhub, here I'm we go. I'm fixing to go in here and soak in this tub is what I'm fixing to do. There you go. That'd, that'd yeah. be good for you. 
Send video. No. Yeah, no. 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 Larry, no. No. I got video of him in his drawers. No. I just never shared it. Uh, yeah. Thank God. <laughs> you didn't get to see it. Oh, uh, no. I seen it. I'm just saying thank God you didn't yeah. share it. <laughs> there was not enough eye bleach. It's a matter. Well, you ain't seen a grown man in his undies no more. No, ne- never. No more. I don't you like seeing myself in my undies, let alone somebody else. I don't know. I kind of like looking at myself in my undies. I'm just glad he wore undies. Well, I'm still like a 12 year old kid, man. Wake up in the morning, sitting there in my boxers, get in the mirror. I'm like, hell yeah. I'm a bad (laughs) motherfucker. All right, boys. I'm going to hang up. Y'all have a good night. All All right, man. Get some some rest, brother. If you need anything, hit us up. Man, I don't think Hims feels good. No, he don't feel good, dude. That's a bad deal, man. I feel bad. I feel bad for our buddy. He's a little quieter than usual. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Well, man, I mean, he can't taste pizza. That guy's pissed off. No. You know? No shit, huh? I bet he did not eat it. No, I'm sure he ate it. Oh, yeah. But- <laughs> it didn't slow it down any. <laughs> oh, man. Never had a bad piece of pizza. Yeah, I definitely feel bad for our buddy, man. Yeah, he'll be all right. And then me being me, I'm like, wait. So I saw you like a week ago. Am, am I in the uh, clear? That's the first thing that came to my mind. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, so when did these symptoms hit you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like I'm in the clear, right? Which, man, I mean, I didn't, I didn't kiss him or anything last week, so I'm probably all right. Not right? last week. No, no. I don't know. You should have seen the I'm way you acted on microphone. that Tillamore do. Oh, dude. Oh, Come on now. The do. Yeah. Do the do. I'm going to get Casey a t-shirt that hey. says do the do. I love that guy to death, but there ain't enough liquor in this world, brother. I'm just letting you know. No. No, no. 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 This ain't happening. No. I don't know. I feel kind of weird. I'm using his microphone tonight. No, so. oh, yeah. Don't lick it. You should be okay. Yeah. Not to make light of any of this stuff, man, because no. I'm, I know it's a pretty serious deal. I've, I've heard of yeah. people losing life and family members and stuff. It's, it's, it's probably the closest it's hit to home so far. Th- this is the closest it's hit to home so far. Absolutely. Yeah. Not that I was a non-believer or nothing, but no, but it's, man, I don't know. It's, it's kind of a weird deal that, uh, you know, all this stuff's been going on and I really, I've known very, very few people that have been affected by anything and th- well, this one definitely hits close to home you know i say that it's closest uh actually i had a uh i, I say colleague <laughs> colleague to me is a that's a white collar term right <laughs> <laughs> but i actually had a, a a co-worker at work that uh he had got covid and and got over it and three months later man he uh he died from a blood clot in his lung. Oh, geez. Which, uh, I guess is a possible side effect. So we'll talk to Clint oh, yeah. if he has any trouble breathing because he was having breathing problems for a few weeks and. Right. It's not a COVID death, but I think they're what? saying that it was a. Right. It, it could definitely yeah. be a possibility. Yeah. But anyways. Well, I talked to Clint on Monday or Tuesday and, uh, I made a comment. I was like, man, you sound kind of stuffy. You all right? He goes, man, I'm kind of fighting a cold or something over here. So That's no good. No. But on to better things. Yeah. Absolutely. Kurt, let's, let's hear what you're working on, man. you got a little project. I'm still working on the Bobcat. 
getting a little closer to being done. Got the retracts in it. Now I'm working on plumbing and electrical. Working on trying to shoving space. 10 pounds of shit in a five pound sack. That's exactly what I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> when you start putting airlines, air tanks, receiver, I'm up to 13 channels now that I have to put into the receiver that Damn. I have run into separate, you know, be it retract controller steering you running a power box or are you running no two receivers uh, no i'm a jetty r14 single 14 channel receiver oh wait that's right he's a jetty oh, guy yeah yep. that's what he has the turbine radio so he had to get him a turbine right yeah. that's oh, it man, one just comes right after the other and then well, next see, thing I, you know you're learning about festo fittings so here's and, here's a question here's something <laughs> i'm a turbine guy right is it turbine or turbine i say turbine I, I'm a turban guy. I like turban. Turban. Turban's a hat. <laughs> and a uh, propulsion system. Yeah. No, no, that's a turbine. Turbine? Turbine. Turbine. Mm, I say turban. It's turban. It's fucking jet, man. I'm a motherfucking yeah. aircraft mechanic. <laughs> <laughs> I work on turbines. Right. <laughs> I got a piece of paper that says I can. Yeah. No, I don't. <laughs> No paper here. But yeah, it's it's coming along. Uh, got servos in it, and yeah, it you know flaps and moves under its own power. So and you've run the turbine. Yeah, yeah, I've ran it on the bench. It pushed table across the garage. So it's it's very that good. It's fairly <laughs> impressive. He went to fire it up, and he handed me some earplugs. I'm like I don't need those, uh, and then he fired it up, and I was like, I yeah, need those. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I need those. Hang yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, wait, wait, yeah. <laughs> I was yeah. like, dang. Smell of kerosene. Turbines installed. Yep. It was pretty cold that night, too. I was kind of standing in front of it, warming up it's, the hands. It's a hell of a leaf blower. Man. I'll be honest, man. Whenever you made that deal, I was looking at yep. all that box of shit, and I was just like, mm, nah, that, dude, nah, I, nah, nah, Yeah, that's nah. a lot, dude. Yeah, but that, that's what I do. That's Resurrect a, a basket case. How are right? you figuring this out? One step at a time, getting some help from a couple other friends that are uh, jet guys, so... Help me out a bunch. Which man, that's that's what's really cool about this hobby is, man, we know somebody that knows something about something, you know? And it's one of those calls you can make. They don't know, they might know somebody that does. And I mean it dude, it's just We'll make it happen. Yeah. That's that's it, man. Between that and a forum and a YouTube video, buddy, I can do about <laughs> anything. YouTube university. Yeah. I've got a saying for that. I've been doing so much for so long with so little, I'm now qualified to do anything with nothing. There you go. I like it. Yeah. I like it. I don't remember what you said, but I like yeah. it. <laughs> Sounded good. Yeah. My grandma taught me that stuff when I was a little kid. But uh come to, you know, turban stuff on there's not much on YouTube. There really isn't. Right. That it, it's severely lacking in that department. I kinda wish I'd started a build video or something with this, but I've been trying to take a bunch of pictures along the way. So well, that's good, man. Yeah, yeah I noticed document you everything up you some can. pictures the other day. Yeah, I haven't put any, anything on Facebook in a while, so I was like, eh, I need to post something. Get out there. Put yourself out there, oh, man. Oh man, it's tough. <laughs> I'm a Facebook lurker. I don't, yeah. I don't, you go through my, uh, whatever you call it, homepage, it's more tags than posts. Man, what's really crazy is I actually do some social media marketing and stuff like that to make some extra money. And dude, my, my personal page, I don't post anything on there. Right. I'm, I'm, so, I'm, dude, I'm like, really doing this show was kind of getting me out of my shell because I'm, I'm like, I'm the hermit, man. I just, I don't call nobody. I don't talk to nobody. 
That's just kind of what I do. I'm a social whore. Don't yeah. get me wrong, but I but I'm like in my own we little. Talked bubble. about it. I'm okay in my head. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm okay in my yeah. head by myself. Yeah, yeah, totally, man. I can. Yeah. I'm totally good with just being totally by myself. That's just know? from being an asshole my whole life. And I think, not having a whole lot of friends. Right. I think that's <laughs> probably my problem, man. It started off, yeah. Hey, Casey's cool, and then I fucking have an episode, and they're like, "Screw that guy, that man." Guy. Yeah. <laughs> What is it you say, Larry? You know, if you walk into a room and everybody's an asshole. If you walk into a room and you think everybody's an asshole, chances are you're the asshole. <laughs> yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Rings true. Gosh dang it. That's me, man. That's me. <laughs> Bunch of assholes. God, that guy's a fuck. What's the matter with that guy? Oh, wait. Nah, that's probably me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I've got, my, my problem is I've got this real bad habit of saying what I feel like everybody's thinking. Yeah, you, you're, dude, you're amazing at that. And usually you're dead on, you know? There's been plenty of times where I said some shit was like, ooh, I probably shouldn't have said that. Wow. Yeah. But everybody's giving me that look like, ah, motherfucker, yeah, yeah. boy. Yeah. Except for that, except for that one dude. Yeah. Except for, yeah, who's protected towards you. Right, right, yeah. That's all right. For the same reason people hate me, other people love me. Yeah. I would have to agree, man. It's never a dull moment. I love hanging out with you, man. That's a fact. Bush. Uh, Paps. No, oh, Paps. PBR coffee. Oh, is that the last one? Yeah. Oh, shit. Damn it. That's all right. Now here. Uh, no, no, no. No, you go ahead. I'll share. You're too giving. No, I'll share. No, take it for yourself. Oh, all right. Man, so what have you been working on, Larry? Man. You've got something on the bench that I can't wait for you to get done. because Which I, one? I want to pull on it. Uh, well, <clears throat> Maybe. I don't I mean, know if you know if you know what I got on the bench. I don't know. I know one that you got a hold of, and I think you got all the parts for. That's the one I'm looking. That's still. To. That's 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 still. I haven't. That right. ain't done yet. No, Man. it ain't even been started. I've been messing with this little RV four that I got from Wayne Wagner. Right. I'm interested in that too. I'm. It, I'm. I'm not a tech savvy computer guy. Right. I'm trying to set this aura up. I need to come by the house. I've called Clay a few times and he's he's led me down the road, but right, yeah, uh, I don't know, man. For your average normal stuff on the Aura, I'm absolutely capable. Well, I'm not. Um, <laughs> now getting into like today, I was working on the Bighorn and I want flaps by themselves instead of like the Crow, and I messed with it for a few minutes and I was like, eh, I don't need that, you know. <laughs> I kinda, well, I kind of just gave up. It almost. <laughs> I wonder if you use the RV8 Pro setup that has the crow on a switch, you know, all that. Right. All the Aura guys say you want to do like, so that's, that's going to, that's going to be a live wing setup. So, right. So you would use live the, wing with the professional. Right. So you would use the generic live wing setup. Okay. That's how you would do that. Okay. Cause if you start, cause if you start with the mixing and everything that's already in the RV, they're, what the RV four RV eight, you know, if you it, it's already got mixing and stuff built in, like rudder to elevator, okay, some, yeah. some stuff like yeah. that too. That that airframe might not it It'll might throw not you off it might bit. throw you off. You're chasing bit. shit forever, so you want to run the generic stuff. But uh, it's man, it's really not bad. It's not. I just man, not knowing is the is the is the suck part because you like, am I doing this so, right or am I not doing this right? It seems like it's working, but if is it going to work when it's, it's been in the a air? process, man? Right. I got the laptop out in the shop and I turned it on, and evidently you can turn the little trackpad mm-hmm. for the mouse off, right? So I get this thing fired up and I can't 
<laughs> I'm like this. The mouse ain't working. Fucking shit, dude. So I, I got pissed off and went in the house, and the wife wasn't home. And so the next day, I'm like, "Hey, this piece of shit's broke." And she looks at it. She's like, "A little retard. You got impatient and hit the wrong key and turned off the mouse." Right. <laughs> So then on day three, I finally get that, you know, it, right. it's just whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll pay somebody. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that's funny because I'm in the business of getting paid. Yeah. You just let me know. I'll be yeah. right over. In beer. Yeah. I mean, yeah in that's beer. fine. Yeah. I, and I, I, you know, I will uh, take on all forms of currency. I am not afraid. I may be easy, but I'm not cheap. <laughs> no. No, I'm cheap. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, man, I was working on some stuff today. So you remember my Tyrannus that I poured a beer down? I got that all taken apart and well, cleaned you out. A beer down two years ago? Yeah, two years ago. Yeah. So I decided I'm finally going to take this thing apart and clean it out and make sure everything works. So I cleaned it out. Everything's good. Did an update on it. So today I'm going to put uh, a couple of airplanes on it, right? So I set up uh, the OMP Edge on there. No issue. Set up the Bighorn on there. No issue. And then this Inspire 60 that I just got from from uh carry man and dude i love this plane it flies fantastic i mean it looks like a piece of shit but it flies good right so i set it all up and everything and i dude i've had nothing but smooth sailing all of them have auras in them so it's just like just binding a receiver and just making sure all your menus work you just copy a model because they're all set up the same right and this one i crank it up and everything like that esc's beeping i'm like well that's weird won't arm, won't fire up. I'm like, well, I wonder if the throttle's backwards. So I changed the, the throttle in the radio. Yeah, it was backwards. And then it goes full on, full throttle, prop on it and everything. Like, straight oh, ballistic. Gah! Straight which, ballistic. <laughs> which I was prepared for that happening, you know. So I was holding it, you know, and it, dude, it went to freaking full throttle. And I'm like, ah! So I jump and grab it and I'm trying to unplug it and uh, ended up breaking one of the ailerons off of it in my haste trying to get a hold of it real quick so it's gonna try to fix that and it ended up screwing it up even worse and now i'm recovering a wing which is ultimately going to be recovering the entire airframe because the monocode on it's horrible dude it's it's fun which gary told yeah. me that when i bought it he goes man it's rough and I'm like, i understand but man it's kind of like a it's like uh it's it's a pattern plane right but it's got like 3d surfaces on it kind of almost like a revolver Man, kind of, but dude, it's built more like a reactor, right? It's built oh, okay. really, it's really, really light. I mean, it's a really, really light airframe. So, I was looking forward to flying it tomorrow. Yeah, that's not going to happen. I got yeah. an I got an aileron covered. First time I ever worked a monocote. I got an aileron covered. Looks pretty it's not fun. bad. Monocotes so, yeah, tonight yeah. on the RC scrap pile. Casey learns how to do monocote. That's it, man. Casey also learns. Remove the prop. Yeah, right, dude. I, and I'm, I'm guilty, dude. I'm I had so. A Mamba, yeah. I had a Mamba ten tried to. Rip my, <laughs> my my first Tyrannus radio. I uh, blocked an air, airplane prop with the radio on it. Had a nice little scar on the top of it, right. but it was either you know me or the radio. So I stuffed the radio in the propeller. Yeah, well, I'm pumped to be flying the X9D again. So, Are you? Yeah, I'm pretty happy about it's that. Been a while. It has been. That one talks to you. It does, man. I got it all programmed up, saying all kinds of dumb stuff. It's yeah. going to be awesome. Sexy voice, sexy amber. Yeah, yeah, I do have the amber pack on there. Yeah. Man, I, there, dude, there's one out there and I haven't, I haven't found it yet. I need to keep searching, but it's, uh, 
It's a British chick. There we go. Yeah, I think I'm going to try to track that one down. We need to get like Elizabeth Hurley just to, you know, make a sound pack for right. us. So my idea is, is I'm going to like the X9D is now going to be my air, my airplane radio, you know? So as long as it's not FPV and it's, it's, you know, just your normal fixed wing stuff, that's what I'm going to use that for. And the QX7 is going to be like all the FPV stuff, my wings, everything like that. So I'm going to have a dedicated FPV radio and a, and a line of sight radio. That's what I'm going for. Perfect. That's what I'm thinking, man. Well, that's what I worked on this week. I, I can't say that. I, I mean, worked on a little bit, but I mean, other than uh, just programming the servos and getting that aura ready, I mean, everything else is ready on it. Right. Well, what's the other one that's getting ready to come up? The Skywing Edge. Yeah. Yeah. I'm looking forward to that. I've got everything minus a receiver. Need a, I got an FR Sky receiver. We can yeah, set that sucker no, up tomorrow, I'm man. Gonna, I've got a whole yeah. box full of <laughs> I know, receivers. man, but I'm, I'm getting a new receiver for it. Everything else is brand new. Brand, yeah. brand new motor, brand new servos, brand new batteries, brand new everything. Only thing that's used the airframe. And I would, I don't know if I would call that airframe super used. It's pretty clean. Oh, it's clean. Super clean. It's, it's a good airframe. Yeah. And, uh, We'll get there. I'm jonesing for something in that 70cc size, but I don't know exactly what I want yet. What's really cool about all this is the planes that I'm interested in, which is one is that Skywing Edge. Yeah. The other one is the Z200, which Mike just bought. Yeah. And then a Mamba 70, which Clay has. So I have access to all three of these to kind of try before I buy. I've actually flown that Edge when Carrie had it set up. and uh, It's uptight and all right, I'm sure. It is absolutely uptight and all right yep uh i'm not flown a mamba 70 but i've flown a 120 right i can't say i flew it that, that no was, man that was so nerve-wracking not dude me too <laughs> i've flown a mamba 60 and it's uh if the 70 fly you know what i mean right if it flies just a niche better than the 60 it's going to be unbelievable yeah everybody says that if you like the way the 60 flies the 70s better if you like the way the 70 flies the 120s better so i don't know if that's absolutely true or not but i've heard that from multiple individuals so yeah. I, I would have to say that that's probably dead on my big thing is, is i want something that's going to fit in my car which that's a pretty that's a pretty tall order i've got the 70 to fit in that car i think i think so yeah which one of the the big points of the Z two hundred is the tail comes off of it, man. You can take each side the rudder off, even and comes the off, rudder right? even comes that's, off. That's that's kind of rare, right? Yeah, that's the smallest airplane I've seen. With that's kind of rare rudder. that the the actual usually that's one hundred and fifty cc and up because you don't have to really worry about the stabs, right? I mean, it's the rudder that's going to hinder you. In it. Yeah, well, all the tail group comes off, so. right? Which man, I mean, if we're going to an event. Generally, you'll take your trailer. Right. Clint will take his van. Right. I've got a way to haul it to an event, but I want to be able to get from my house to the field. Right. You know, because that's one of those planes. If I have it, I'm on. I want to fly it a lot. I wonder how the how, do. You, do either one of y'all know how the how the stuff, uh, the wings and the stabs and all that? Is, is it kind of like that Skywing, the little magnetic pin and the locks, or is it just the old know. nylon bolt type stuff? Man, uh, I think on the Z2, are you talking about the Z200? Z200, yeah. Yeah, I think on that one, man, you've got two bolts that hold the, uh, the horizontal in, and then the uh, vertical, it's a pin, 
and it actually yeah. goes in from the bottom, so you don't see it from the top. Okay. Which man, I've been following Terry Terry Wiles post real, Build, real building two closely, at a time, building two at a time. That guy. Oh man. Yes. In like three days. Yeah, dude, that's this guy. <laughs> which man, it was funny. We were uh, so Thursday nights. We've kind of been doing. Uh, you know, Thursday night flight night on real flight, you know, getting online and everything like that, create a, you know, a scrap pile room. And I usually post the uh, password to get into the room on the uh, group page. But uh, Terry Wiles was on there last night and me and him got to talking a little bit about some of that stuff. And man, that guy, that guy's doing stuff, man. Yeah. That guy's, I mean, super, super cool and, and uh, really, really sh- likes to share the information so everybody knows kind of what they're getting into on this stuff. And man, I mean, I, I really, really like that airframe. If I was in yeah. a different financial situation at this point, it would have already been ordered. I guarantee you. Yeah, we'll get there. But uh, I don't know if Mike still listens to the show or not, but my goal is is Mike bought one, and I'm really hoping that uh, he gets it all put together because he's a hell of a builder, and mm-hmm. it's, it's going to be nice and set up right. He's one of those guys. It'll be together within about a week of him receiving right. it. I'm and what right. I'm hoping is that in a month or two he gets his – you know, big forty percent done, and he's like, "Yeah, I really don't need the seventy anymore, and I can scoop up a deal." So that's kind of what that's kind of what I'm hoping on for. A, you know, a forty percenter. He's got the Z two hundred coming. Right. He's got the Flash that he's been flying. He's, yeah, he's I, really been changing stuff up here lately. Right. And I'm really hoping that he gets a hold of that uh, that laser and gets it all built and everything like that. And I'm like, man, I think I really need that, and we can come to a deal. You know, that's that's kind of what I'm hoping for. Which I'm lazy. I, I, dude, honestly, I would love to build one of those just because I haven't done it. Right. You know, but in general, I'm like, ah, I don't really know. Well, that's what I tried to do with Kerry Howard. I tried to buy this airplane turnkey. He's like, no, no. Oh, I know. I know this. And story. I buy this, and like, I want to keep this. Four weeks later, he's like, anybody want to buy some servos and a GP77? I'm like, yes. <laughs> 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 Which hey, all of that stuff is going into Mike Z two hundred. Yeah, and he man, he picked it up for a pretty those, good. Those he picked good it up for a pretty good bluebird deal. servos. Yeah, he picked yeah. all that stuff up for a pretty decent deal. Yeah. So well, what he took out is exactly what you put in it. Exactly what I'm putting back in it. Right. I'm going to use the same screw holes for the Morgan three D printed. Oh stuff. yeah, I, it's yeah. Yeah, so. you you. I mean, when you say exact, you you. You're replicating exactly. that entire setup. Except for it's going to be better. Right. Because it's V2s. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he had the old V1s, you know, those dogs. Yeah. That's funny right. stuff, man. It'll come in time. Absolutely. I got to – I got. <laughs> here's how bad – dude, I'm so <laughs> – me and Casey's talked about this. I, I'm like a uh, – the laziest OCD person you'll ever meet. Right. Well, I'm lazy because of OCD. <laughs> right. It's like I, I don't really want to do it until I feel that, that it's exactly perfect to, to right. do it. Yep. You know, but uh I've got a screw in my tire in my trailer that's been in there since we came back from the ice house. <laughs> <laughs> I just keep putting air in it. So I got a plug kit and everything. Right. So I need to do that. Uh Man, we were supposed to... uh Put lights and do a trailer build out on that thing this winter too, and man, it's almost not winter anymore. We're not dead yet. Yeah, okay, Good. okay. <laughs> yeah. Got next winter. See, here's the thing: I like working on stuff when it's I've got a buddy. You know what I'm saying? If it's me by myself, it's probably not going to get done. But if I got somebody to kind of coerce me or push me a little bit, I make some stuff happen. You know, 
And I, here's the thing. I would rather work on somebody else's project than my own. Like, yeah, I want to help you out. Let's do this. I'll, I'll right. motivate somebody else. But me? Nah. I'm just going to lay around well, on the Well, that's what I need to do. I just need to get my receiver and, and have Kerry Howard and Clay or those guys come and right. show me how to t- – no, I know. I was just – Which, man, I, I'm, I'm fairly prevalent on the, on the aura now. I, I don't – I don't like to – I want to have everything down to the yep. the mounting screws, everything to just do it. Yep. I don't want to install some servos and then wait for a receiver and then yeah. – Which, man, I've fought this battle all my life. My dad, old school hot rod guy, and this guy has built so many cars over my lifetime, you know. And he's always told me, he goes, man, you just do a little bit every day. You know, he goes, man, I mean, so, so buy, buy an intake, put the intake on, you know, I, I and then wait and then, see. you know, save up your money and buy whatever else you want yeah. and then put that on. Dude, I'm not like that. I can't, I can't do that. I can't I want, build a long block and then wait for, you know, I'm no, gonna, no, I want all the parts yeah. and I want to sit down and I want to make this happen. Yeah. See, I'm with him on that. Cause like working on the jet, you know, if I try to do at least something every day, if I go out there for five minutes right, and just tinker with something that's five minutes i don't have to put into it later there's always something i can do right now even if i'm waiting on parts or whatever but i try to do something every day well that's yeah. that's always what i've been that, told too is like restoring a car i mean give it an hour every day and then right. next, next thing you know you're sitting there and you're like oh shoot i'm almost done right <laughs> yeah instead i sit there and go 20 years later oh yeah dude i'm i'm there man i've had my mustang that i built you know i need that one 30 servo years ago that's been I, I can start once i get i got that one more servo extension right. i need yeah which man my dad's one of those guys that gets more stuff done in a day than most people get done in a week yeah. you know he's just one of those dudes well i'll never be that guy no i'm never i'm not that guy man <laughs> i'm not that guy at all it's horrible but man when i get motivated to do something i get shit knocked out but it takes a lot of motivation yeah I pretty much suck. Nah. I'm gonna have to work on myself a little bit. Yeah, we'll yeah. Get you motivated. <laughs> I'm pretty Come awesome. Over and help in my me work mind, on that. Though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm great in my mind. I'm yeah. just like talking about outward appearance. I kind of suck. Yeah. <laughs> Come over and help me figure out how to stuff that 10 pounds of shit in that five pound bag. Buddy, you don't want me doing that because I'll show you and you ain't going to like it. <laughs> yep. Yeah. It's there, man. It's good. Let's send it. No, I want like wires ran straight. No, and yeah. Holders and all no, that I'm, stuff. You, you've there's been around the, me. There's my problem. Yeah. That's, that's me. That's how I am too. Like, oh, no. That's I've actually me. looked at remaking my aileron and flap extensions on that RV4 because I'm just like. That reminds me, I got to order some more uh, connectors, servo connectors. I got a whole spool of wire, and I'm out I've of got, connectors. I've got hundreds. Okay, well, if you if you need to use some, I need a few. Okay, because <laughs> I've got a whole spool of wire. No, yeah, you guys live like ten minutes from each other. Yeah, yeah, yep. Well, man, you think you can carry this for like five minutes so I can walk down to my car and go grab some cigarettes? Well, I'm sure we can. All right, sweet. Okay. Hey, why don't, well, I, you, why don't you I, I never had the, a uh, doubt. You're looking at me like, what kind of asshole are you? Why don't you grab the uh, brown bomber out of the back of my truck? I just thought of that. Man, brown bomber. I think I'll put that. In, I'll put that in the car. You're not going to bring it up here. I'll put it in the car. I'll take it home. Wayne wants a picture of it, so yeah. we got to take a picture. And send That's it right. Tape. We do need to take a picture of that and send it to Wayne. Yeah, it's still in the bed of my truck, and it's been what three, four weeks now. Man, you got one of them fancy new trucks. It's probably locked. You can't even open a tailgate. I got a key. Yeah. He'll, push, he'll hit the fob from here. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let me use my iPhone app. Got it. 
freaking jetty radio. This guy wakes up and puts on a bow tie before he goes out and works yeah. on his jet, dude. Color coordinates his shoelaces right. to his tie. Yeah. Oh, like that, that's yeah. the wrong cummerbund for today. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Y'all a bunch of assholes. Bullshit. Got to get a smoke. So uh, let's go back to this uh, Bob Violet. Uh, Bob Violet models BVM Bobcat. BVM Bobcat. What size? What What's the size? Because it's a it's a good size it's, turbine. Yeah, it's a pretty good turbine. It's a Jetcat P ninety RXI. So it puts out somewhere around I think twenty five pounds of thrust. Um, what else? Are you going to maiden it? Probably not. <laughs> no, not for... I've I've never flown a jet before, so I'm going to get everything built. I'm going to have a friend of mine go over it, double-check everything, and he's probably going to be the one to maiden it. Yeah. I have a yeah, good idea I, who that is. Uh, so, but yeah, yeah, he's helped me out a bunch. So we're going to... It's intimidating. Man. It, it's take everything you know about RC and times 10 is on a jet from, you know, everything cost wise, you add a zero to the end of every price. I've, I've had to learn what Festo fittings are and they're not cheap either. Are they? No <laughs> little push in plastic tea and they're five bucks a piece, a piece. How the hell? But yeah, you know, you from went the, downstairs and back that quick. Yeah, damn, he hauled ass. Holy shit! Well, but yeah, from different types of fuel line, different you know, six millimeter line here to four millimeter line here, and you got a servo for the brakes and the brake controller, and you got another servo for the retracts. This is magnetic brakes? No, uh, air brakes on that. Air air, brakes. It's all pneumatic on that one. Okay. Uh, Separate air systems for the brakes and for the retracts, and uh, got another steer, another servo for the nose gear steering. You got flaps, two rudders, one elevator, about three miles of extensions, and yeah, there's a lot, lot of stuff in there. So, how does this turbine start? It seemed like I, Doc had a. Uh, he was using like a compressed gas camp stove. Yeah, the older ones use propane to start them with, and they start on this one's what they call a caro start. So basically, all I have to do is push a button on the transmitter, and it starts up. Okay, it runs through a process. Yeah, there's three different kinds. There's an air start turbine, which is the older ones, where that you actually had to have a scuba tank, and it would put compressed air in there to spool them up to get it started. Right. Then they went to propane start, where you use a little camp. Fire propane, it okay. starts on propane yeah. and then switches over to kerosene or diesel. And the newer ones now, they're kerosene start, and it's all electronically controlled. It's got an electric starter motor on it that spools it up till it reaches stable RPM and temperature and then takes off on its own. Then you got your EGT readouts and all yeah. that good stuff. About 500 Celsius or what? Uh, I'm not sure what. I don't know. I haven't got that far yet. I think it's around 500. So. Yeah. Yeah. That's what a real so, one is. Yeah. It, I'm learning I run are. so much. So I say a real one. It's a, I mean, that's a real turbine. Yeah. It's a real turbine. It's just about the size of a coffee can. I'm talking instead of more a, around 25,000 pounds of thrust though. Right. Yeah. 
Burn the same fuel, though. Yeah. Good old diesel fuel. Actually, I'm burning kerosene for Yeah, right it's now. closer to kerosene, I think, than diesel. But Yeah, a lot of the guys say just run diesel. You know, it's cheaper. It's a little dirtier, I think. Yeah. But. But, yeah, learning a lot. Still a lot to go on it, so. Starting from a basket case, so it's like a complete build. It was rebuild. a basket case for sure. Yeah, I look at that going. That's <laughs> just a pile of parts laying on the ground. I made this deal. There's a lot of shit. <laughs> and I said, "That's exactly what." I Oh I, yeah, I noticed how quick that's, you made the deal. You was like, "Ah yeah." That's that's what I loved. I like taking a basket case and just breathing new life back into it. To me, that's funner than building a an arf. I'm not much into stick building, but if I can take you know something that was really cool that was neglected or was crashed i like putting it back together like a jigsaw puzzle that's i love that more than flying right you know just the whole i'm more of a builder than a flyer because i'm a horrible pilot absolutely horrible but yeah Yeah, okay (laughs) but anyways uh yeah i love the building because i'll i'll just sit out there for hours and just work on it every little thing on it how soon do you think it'll be ready uh, probably two to three more weeks. About the time it starts warming up, we start getting that first round of nice spring weather. It should be good to go. It's coming. That that warm weather's coming, mm-hmm. man. I'm ready for it. Waiting for, for sure. all those Bradford pears to start blooming. You see all them white flowers. You know spring is sprung. My daughter hates Bradford pears. Oh, Dude, stink. they smell like yeah, stink. That's exactly what yeah. she says. They smell like stink. dead fish or something. I don't what even you know, know what the smell is. I've got a Bradford pear in my front yard, but it's a hybrid. Right. It don't ice, you know, ice storm. It, it grows more straight up. Right. The, the ice doesn't affect it as much and it don't stink like a, the pissy dead fish smell that right. most, <laughs> most Bradford pears have. But. Yeah, they're everywhere down here and you can always tell it's spring because they'll all bloom on the same weekend. Yeah. Yes. That's, that's when you go hunting for the morels. Yep. Catch the crappies. Yep. Morels and crappies. That's right, baby. So what are you bringing to fly tomorrow, Kirk? Uh, I might break out the Valiant. Awesome. I was hoping you'd say that. Yeah, I, I think I'm going to break it out, and uh, I don't know what else. might just bring that. I'm not sure. What are you bringing, Larry? I'm working. But after you get off work. I'm fucking just going to come spectate. Man. I did. Well, you'll have you'll have an edge there to fly. Yeah. I might, I might give it a maybe. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, I have still yet to fly that airplane. My life maybe is tomorrow. we know it's maybe. fixing to be. Might be its last flight. You never uh, know. Dude, I hope not. Don't do that to me. <laughs> maybe there's a reason I haven't. I just KO'd. I said I'm a horrible pilot. I, I KO'd my daily flyer in the living room today, man. Don't, <laughs> don't do that to me. Yeah. <laughs> have you flown that thing yet? What's that? You hadn't, have you? The Inspire? Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, dude. I've flown I, the shit out dude, of it. Dude, I've got like 30 flights on it. Since the swap meet? Yeah. Yeah. He brought it over the house. We stuck a motor in it the, that next weekend. Okay. And he has been flying the piss out of it ever since. 6S? Yep. Oh, yeah. It's, man, it's basically... 6 or 4? No, it's 6. Is it 6? Yeah, yeah it's okay. 6S. It's basically the same setup as the Edge. Just, uh, man, it's an E-Flight motor. What is it? A Power 60 or something? Power uh, 52? Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. And then Castle 90. Is it that motor you got for me? No, it's one I pulled out of something else. Come out of that orange racer airplane? No. No, it came out of a, uh, it was an upgraded motor that was in a cub. Cub, that's what it was. Yeah. 
What's that other little racer plane? Which racer plane? The one we got from Chuck. Oh, no, that one's still laying under the table, man. I was going to put that together and fly it, and then I decided to put it together. Use I the ESC. All you got to do is plug in the ESC. No, no, actually, it's not. No? No, because it's got the wrong size freaking deals on the on the motor to plug into the ESC. Oh, okay, so we have to solder three connections. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, no big deal. No, I don't know. I've been using it for parts. I'm not going to lie. Oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's not too far gone, though. It doesn't fly that good. So I'm taking the big horn and the edge because that's what I got ready to go. Okay. Yeah, I might drag out the, yeah, the Valiant and maybe the Avanti. Yeah. I'm rocking, I'm rocking all the OMP stuff. Depends all the on buddy how many RC batteries stuff. I want to charge for the Avanti because that's three minutes of, and that's it. Well, hey, here's the cool thing. Clay's bringing his chargers and his, uh, and his, uh, generator. So we got batteries charge all day. Yeah. Well, I got, a big charger too, so yeah. You I just the, don't have the generator, right? I'm just going to use Clay's setup. Yeah, I'm not. Usually I use Clint's, but he's not going to be there tomorrow. No, so. no, he's at home. I'll fill them all. I'll fill them all up at the house, and then second flights. Use Clay's stuff. Yeah. One of these days, I'll be cool and have one of them cool chargers like he's got. But until then. He's See, just cool, and I'm going to use his shit. Yeah, he's got all the cool new shit. He though. does, man. SDTs, I think, oh, is yeah. what he's running now. Yep. I've still got the old eye chargers, but. Well, man, I mean, I've been using Clint's eye charger for a while. I think works great. The learning curve of using it is freaking kind of difficult compared to the ISDTs. Yeah, they're not quite as user-friendly. Yeah, ISDT's like, yes, you, that's what I want to do. Okay, yep, that's, yep, okay. Oop, it's charging. The, ISDT, right. I'm like, uh, tab, tab. Tap, tap, tap. Tab, <laughs> tab. Yes. Tab, tap, tap. Tap, tap, tap. Oh, no. Oh, shit. That was I, on Charger 1. Oh, I need charger shit. Oh, and damn it. I'm on the wrong size. Play. Okay. <laughs> tab, tap, tab. Start, tab, tab, tap, start. But actually on those eye chargers, if you go in there and spend the time, you can set up a memory for each battery and you just dial right to it and hit start. So, Which, man. But that takes time. I don't think Clint's done that. No. Yeah. He hasn't. So. No, it's it's tap 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 start tap 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 no nope, yeah. wrong channel tap tap tap. He, he's got the big eye charger and all he uses it to charge his receiver packs. So. Well, no, hey, actually, no. Everybody else uses yeah, it to right, charge right, big batteries. Yeah. And man, it wor- it works fantastic. I am not talking shit in the slightest, man. No. But my learning curve on it is, I've got it now, yeah. of course. But when I first started using, it, I'm like, how the hell you did come set this up, man? <laughs> Mine's the exact same thing, just the bigger brother to it, so. right? I got the big forty ten. You can arc weld with it. Well, heck yeah! What do you think, guys? You ready to call this? I'm ready. Nice. I'm ready to go home and get all my stuff charged up. I'm ready to go for tomorrow, man. I think we're out all of right. beer. Yeah, yeah. I've been nursing this one a minute. Yep, I think that's it, man. We traveled light tonight. Yep. Well, man, we hope you guys have a great week, man. Check out uh, Thomas Wheeland over at uh, Legend Hobby. And uh, I'll make sure and have everything down in the show notes, man. Remember to check that stuff out, man. There's discounts for you guys and all that stuff, man. We'd like to thank RMJ Machine Works, uh, Jason Reddish at Reddish RC, man, selling all those Flex products. Yes. Uh, help me out here, man. Uh, oh, God. I know. It's hard, Damn dude. It. It's uh. hard. Uh, TJ at OMP Hobby and Buddy RC. Uh, link in the show notes. That is an affiliate link. I, I will put that out there straight up. You know, it does help me. us I out. Go order some batteries from Buddy RC. There you go, so, man. Yeah, I got to get batteries for. Hey, this speaking jet of too. batteries, dude, Jason Durand. It. Yeah, 
yeah. A-Power Batteries. Yeah. I and then it. also ZDZ Engines USA. ZDZ Engines. Yep. Joe Vermillion at Balsa USA. BalsaUSA.com. Man, I think I've got everybody. Man, we, we need to make a list. One of no, hey, you know what? Like post a list. What's funny? Wayne Wagner made us a list. Uh-oh. I can just pull this up real quick. Let's make sure, <laughs> Thanks, let, let's make sure we hit everything real quick. <laughs> Wayne's that guy, man. He's like, he listens to the Here, show and he's on. like, hey, I got this for you, man. I got this. Where did he send that list at? I don't know. All right, so TJ Williams, Buddy RC, got that one. Bjorn Ball at RMJ Machine Works, got that one. Jason Reddish, absolutely. Jason Duran at A Power Battery ZDZ Engines. Dude, we forgot Michael Sell at Bluebird oh, Servos. Yes. Yep. So check that one out too. Hey, yeah, we Blue, only BluebirdServosUSA.com. Not servos. Oh. Bluebird Servo. Servo. USA.com. Okay. Yeah. You put an S on there, it takes you somewhere else. No, oh, well. I found that out the hard way. <laughs> Actually, the first day of our last episode in the show notes, I had it servos. Oops. Yeah, I took you to the wrong site. I checked my link, and I was like, oh, shit. I had to fix that real quick. So, Hey, we got it, man. We nailed it. Only person we left out was uh, Michael Sale. I'm sorry, buddy. But we got you on this one. All right. Well, I guess we'll call it a night. Like Clay says, fly hard, don't suck. No, no. Like that. And Gosh, then we said, fuck it up. Damn it. Damn it. Hashtag fly good, don't suck. Fly good, don't suck. Yeah, fly good, don't suck. All right. Y'all have a good one. See ya. Bye.